0: This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
1: And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia. And you are listening to
0: the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the
1: Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy.
0: Cool. But that's why I'm a dedicated Mac guy. Like, I care less about their phones, but I swear by their computers, man, because they yeah. last forever. See,
1: dude, but if you just, they if, if as you fast also, as the day you got it, it's also if you get an iPhone and then it's everything just, everything that. just connects and it's so, it I don't does, do. I don't it know does. It's perfect. That's why that's I like I, everything. I And then when I get a laptop, I'm going to be getting a Mac of them. But like everything else I use is Apple related because it's all it all just works together so well.
2: I just started the watch. It's the best thing ever.
1: Yeah, I've got one, too. That That's oh, yeah, it's great. I absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely love it. And I, I was using Spotify for like music for a little while. Uh, But I went back to Apple Music because, like, with the Apple Watch and the phone, like, Apple Music just works so much better with it all. There's not nearly as many, like, bugs and problems. You're exactly Mm -hmm. what Steve
0: Jobs wanted. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) What, blonde hair, blue eyes?
0: The cycle is complete. soon we'll I have held apple out, underwear
2: I held on the mac for a really long time cuz my husband worked for intel forever and w- oh. was like a dedicated <laughs> pc guy but they they, take, they they do chips now and from intel but um, <laughs> when i finally got one i was like where have you been all my life Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs>
1: yeah. So newer. <laughs> well, I
2: just I remember
0: having like old HPs and stuff in high school, and it seems like after like three years they get so bogged down and stuff that you pretty yep. much just start over. And so that's when I decided to get a Mac, like a used Mac, an old one that was run on like Snow Leopard. Mm-hmm. I was still amazed at how well that thing did. Like it was stupid fast all the time. Like never slowed down, never had a hiccup. Just and this this Air, I do want to upgrade and get something newer at some point soon. I don't know when that'll happen, but. I don't know. At the same time, it also has the USB ports and stuff still. And everyone I've talked to can't stand the fact that they don't have those anymore.
1: What, so, the new Macs don't have USB no. ports? No. Why? They, have to get
2: they a hub. just have USB C. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, or an a, adapter. A, a dongle
0: is what they call them, I think, officially. Mm-hmm. A what?
1: A dongle? That sounds weird. Dongle Doesn't
2: dongle sound official? Yeah. Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: Sounds like something like that. The number one internet superpower of
0: the world is called Google. And we, you know, it's it's a Trojan horse. They make it sound innocent and (laughs) playful. And then Skynet goes live. Totally. um, Robots take over the world. But none of that matters because this is episode 152 (laughs) of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
1: I am Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia.
0: This show is brought to you by blackboxcages.com you're watching this on youtube i'm pointing to it right now uh and steve snakesuary if you get his venom hot sauces you're helping him do public outreach rehabilitation relocation public education all the asians uh and it's freaking good sauce cottonmouth sauce is forever our favorite yeah it's jeff and kendra's favorite
1: absolutely it's very good it's the one jeff and kendra have been hitting hitting the steve snakesuary hot sauce pretty hard on their new podcast Mm-hmm. Got to check and check that out.
0: The fine people at Puget um, Sound Pythons. Yes. Who sponsor snakes
1: beautiful, and doggies. Beautiful so, people. Awesome. Yes, they are the best. It. Out of all the people that like I was excited to see in Daytona, Jeff and Kendra were probably at the top of it. I was I was real, really excited to finally meet them and talking to Jeff for quite a while. And uh, yeah, it was great to finally meet up with them.
0: And they're hooked on Daytona now. So. Yeah,
1: everybody needs to yeah. go to Daytona.
2: Yeah, I was I was uh, talking to some people about it at the Arlington NAR show, and they were like, "You must go to Daytona."
1: Yes, you need to. The Beast of the East. The Beast of the <laughs> East.
0: <laughs> Very Ooh, true. So I'm trying to close some of these extra apps I got running, like Spotify, so that yes, my computer runs great, but runs better when I don't have 20 applications open. There we go. No. No. You say that as I
2: self-consciously look at my, like, 15 open windows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, click, click, click,
3: click, click, (laughs) click.
2: Don't mind me. Yeah, no,
3: me too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Steve, make sure you check them out. Black Box Cages. If you need a rack, you need a cage. Please hit up Jen and Clint. Awesome people. Awesome products. Best of the best. 100% stand behind. We love it. They're awesome stuff. Yes, I'm biased. Yes, I'm technically employed by them, but I would be saying all
1: this even if I wasn't. So I'll, I'll say this I have never been employed by Black Box, <laughs> and they just became the network sponsor not that long ago. And I had their products well before that, and I was already going to deck out my room with their equipment. Um, well before they were a sponsor of any kind so take that for what you will it is they are a fantastic product i would highly recommend them even if they weren't sponsoring us but we're just fortunate enough to have them as a sponsor so that's just just luck for us
0: and if you're going to be at the atlanta show me show show me snake show uh, march 12th and 13th we will be there saturday for sure i think we're still sort of planning what we're gonna do yeah we're trying to figure out the this out but yeah if you're gonna be around we'll be there probably hanging out at their table and i'm sure we'll be wandering around and doing some other stuff so
1: attempting Uh, to not spend money that's that's
0: not gonna happen
1: well (laughs) now i say that but i'm probably gonna try and buy a bunch of wood pieces while i'm over there
0: it's the time to load up on cork bark.
1: Yeah, I need Shows. some man. I got a I got a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of upgrades coming from black box, and I want some stuff to deck out these things. So I'll probably be dropping some money on some wood pieces, but yeah.
0: The things we spend our money on.
1: Yes. Oh my god.
2: This is the year of the cages for me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: It's well, it's just like- funny
0: how particular we get about like wood and boxes yeah. and like Hides and like I use granola boxes for hides and stuff, and I'm so I'm always telling my wife, like, save this box because this All is the, the perfect boxes. hide box. And I just stockpile them.
1: Oh, dude, you know what I found to be the perfect hide box? The gloves that you or the, the gloves, mm. the boxes that you get gloves in, they have that little cutout on the top. Boy, I stuck my I stuck one of those in with one of my pits mm. the other day. Boy, she, she crawled right into that sucker, and it's perfect because it's I bet it is. Totally enclosed, other than that little slit up mm-hmm. top, boy. It, oh, it's it's perfect.
0: Especially if you can like bury it a little bit,
2: yeah. Like a little oh, That's yeah. It's a great idea.
1: Yeah, I love I love using stuff like that because everybody talks about you know um, enrichment and all that, which you know I'm totally for, it, and I think that's one of the easiest ways to. You know, give enrichment to your animals. Just have disposable hides that once they get soiled and nasty, throw mm-hmm. it out. Give them a new one, and those things are going to be all over it, man. They love yeah, no, that's new, new hide boxes.
2: That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective, but totally.
1: It's great. A lot of a lot. I think a lot of people look at it as it's not aesthetically pleasing, you know, because it's an empty box. It's not some pretty rock looking hide. But if
0: you keep it in it doesn't matter. You're not seeing it anyways Mm -hmm.
1: mm-hmm there's there's also that but yeah i also i also like to put like i don't know like health and goodness for the animal above like aesthetically pleasing to my eyes you know what i mean so yeah you can't tell me there's not a what a weirdo buttload of trash out in the (laughs) wild that they're not gonna hide under i mean we put sheets
0: of tin out we purposefully (laughs) litter and they are all about it (laughs) yep
1: (laughs) That is very it's true.
0: like the one piece of trash we get super excited about seeing is, like, pieces of, <laughs> a piece of plywood tin. that are riddled with formaldehyde <laughs> and sheets of tin.
1: God forbid then. you find, like, an old, like, chest freezer or a washer or dryer out in the <laughs> woods somewhere. Boy, you're ooh, like,
3: ooh,
0: come on, <laughs> Then baby. you get the <laughs> copper, and you get the snakes that are inside <laughs> of it. So you win twice, because so the going rate win. for copper right now is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. <clears throat> but this week... We are we're ten minutes in already, but we're joined by Miss <laughs> Corey Martin of Corey Martin Reptiles.
2: Hello, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Thanks yeah. for coming on.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been listening for a really really long time, so it's super exciting.
1: Great, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate the uh, appreciate the support.
0: Yeah, we've had this one lined up for a while. You were at Arlington. Is that last weekend?
2: It was weekend before last. Yeah, weekend before last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, was a re- it was a really good show. Um. I got to, I got to meet Casey Cannon for the first time. So that was super fun. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Um, No, it was, it was, it was, it ended up being a pretty good show. Um, For a lot of people, sales were slower than they've historically been. But, um, you know, it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I went to the Arlington show in 2016. That was the only time I had been there because I was living in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. And um, to me, that was just a very just clean show. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. just seemed like very physically clean. Yeah. Like the venue, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just a bunch of trash all over the place. You know, everything just looked very, very clean. Quite the opposite of any Repticon I've been to. Um, so that was, it's, it's a, it's a very good show. It's fun.
2: Yeah. It feels kind of like a scaled down Tinley where you can actually see all the people you want like, right. yeah. Want to see and like hang out with people and not just in passing and, you know, that kind of thing. So right, not be, shoulder, not be shoulder,
1: not be shoulder to shoulder with <laughs> exactly. 4,000 people. You
2: can, you can move yeah. through the crowd and not worry about blocking people's tables to stop and talk to your friends and all that kind of yeah. stuff.
1: So, no, that's kind of that's kind of how daytona has gotten almost there are so many people that show up to that show now it's wow. kind of ridiculous that's but.
2: interesting because i, I have heard great. it kind of went through a period where it you know was amazing back in the day and then yeah. kind of lagged for a while and it seems like it's definitely on its way back up yeah from what i've heard and at I, least
1: and I think that also has to do with, you know, the hobby just growing as a whole. There's so many more people in the snakes now, even if they're just, you know, simple hobbyists who have a couple snakes, they still, they finally hear about shows like this and they want to go. So, you know, all you have, you know, all types of people going to these things, you know, oh, yeah. they just have a couple snakes and, you know, parents bringing kids and all that. And it's, it's great, man. It's, it's such a fun time.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I really, so gonna I really are, you, are you Are you going
1: to make it down this year?
2: Um, I'm going to try. I, I'm not sure if I can. I'm already taking a bunch of vacation time this year. So oh, I feel that. Yeah. I'm going to have to see. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I just changed. I just started a new job. And um, yeah, trying to figure out all of that is a little challenging with my show schedule and that sort of thing right now. For sure, it's all for up sure. in the air. I don't know.
0: Yep. I would love are to, you, though. Are you in Texas? I am. Okay. For yes, some reason in... I thought you were in like Illinois or you were up that up that way. But
2: No, I'm in I'm in Austin, Texas. So.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, yep. Austin. Nice. My yep. favorite cigar brand is headquartered out of Austin. Oh. They've got such Austin, a cool spot.
2: Austin um is very very good for the trendy things. It's like a oh, whole yeah. different city now than it was when I moved here 20 years ago. It's like it's it just, doesn't even just a... feel the same.
1: It's like a trendy city, you know, I feel. It's a, I feel like is. Austin, I feel like Austin is like the outlier in Texas, like we're we're the cool part of Texas, leave us alone.
2: Pretty um, much. Like, <laughs> Pretty much.
1: It's where all the hipsters go.
2: It is definitely
0: That's, where all the hipsters go. <laughs> so much of that state that I would like to see at some point before yeah. I die. Uh, aside from when we went, you know, down to south uh southwest, you know, all that good stuff near the yeah. border, which was awesome. Like I want to go hang out in Corpus with Chris. I want to go to like the, the Roma headquarters and stuff up there. Like there's just that state's so huge. I feel right. like you could spend almost a lifetime just going through it and checking out, you know, oh, for top sure. to, top
3: to
1: bottom. dude, you really could. I mean, dude, go, when I drove to Corpus, when I moved there, it was literally like, I think it's like a 19 or so hour drive. 11 of that was getting to Texas. Okay? Then it was another 8 hours through Texas just to get to Corpus. And that was that was not even halfway hardly, yeah. you know. And it was like, holy yeah, shit. It was
0: 4 hours just to get from San Antonio where we flew into to our first stop, which was
1: um
0: Sanderson maybe? Mm. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, man. It's huge. It there's, like- there's so much to see there. I there's still a lot that I would like to see in Texas. I would Never moved back to Texas personally, but <laughs> it's, it would be a great—it's a great place to visit. I want to go back to Corpus, yeah. like Dustin said, and see see Chris and revisit the place that the Atrox bit me because that is it's actually also, right by Chris's place. Yeah, Chris literally runs that. It was so funny when we first started talking to Chris, he was like, "Yeah, Matt, and so and tra- so." I can't even remember what it was—the site. No, uh, what am I talking about? I don't even remember what it was called. But he's like, "Yeah, I run this trail all the time." And I was like, "Bro, that's where I got bit." He's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah."
0: wow but, when we yeah. go visit we'll put a little like miniature bench with a plaque on it that says this In was Memoriam the spot? of jake's hand <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could actually i still remember the exact we spot that little, i got a
0: little cross like with some flowers <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little morbid but yeah
1: no i could i could still go to the i could probably go to the exact spot that i was bit at i remember Vietnam the trail whale. flashback no, it wouldn't be a flashback until I actually saw one and heard it like rattle. And I'd be, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be like, oh, it hurts my thumb.
0: Yeah, there must be a either I'm Phantom too close rain. to the spot or it's about to rain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you laugh, but that's actually a real thing. It sucks. It gets stiff, man. Finger. Yeah, it gets stiff. When the cold and the rain's coming, my thumb gets stiff.
2: Oh my God, you are way too young for that. I don't know. It sucks. It's
1: because <laughs> it I, st- I still have like a weird amount. I still have a bunch of scar tissue, like in my thumb and stuff, from it. Even though yeah. this was years ago, I lost a little movement in my thumb from it. But wow,
0: you know, literally it's... just a couple of days ago, I had a neighbor who uh, she got bit by a copperhead. Oh, uh, like right around the corner. She was going through. They had like a pile of bricks or something on their property that they were using for like a walkway or something because they they had like five acres. But it's really cool because they designated it as like an official wildlife refuge area nice like there's a whole sign and everything from like the state and stuff it's really cool but wow. she was digging through a pile of bricks and i guess she didn't she put her finger somewhere not knowing that it was there and it got tagged and had to go to the hospital and i think she's out now but she i think she got three or four vials of crow
3: hmm.
0: Wow. and it's i asked because one of my neighbors called that knows her and they go hang out with them all the time and i was like was it a big one was it a little one She was like no it was an adult and I mean, I take what they say kind of with a grain of salt, because right. you know obviously yeah. the, the snake is ten feet long, and uh you know the right. head was the size of my fist, and yeah, <clears throat> that kind of stuff, but it sounds like it was pretty pretty serious, so but oh, I, yeah. she's I mean, okay as two, far as I know, but two I'm like, or three
1: vials it that's not too too bad
0: it's if it was it's in more fact, than what, one, it's I would, more than what I would, you would, want, yeah. but I would say um. if it was a bigger one, it would probably need need that, but who knows, yeah. I
2: don't know
1: i just go off what i needed and i don't i don't know how,
2: how much did you need
1: uh 12. I, oh. I had, yeah i had i had 12 vials of crowbar of wow yeah it was very costly
0: and of course wow. the other neighbor killed the copperhead that did it of course i don't know if it was even the same copperhead they could have just yeah used to i was gonna ask another right. one yeah and i'm like yeah cuz you know once they get the taste for blood right. they, turn it, they turn into michael myers <laughs> and no one can escape exactly. <laughs> it's right. like what's blood you just you must end the prophecy and kill the one that that did the damage but now they want yeah. me to go over there at some point and start digging around the you know the pile of bricks to make sure there's not more of them because they travel in packs oh and, they, and,
2: they, and, they, uh, they they have nests with yeah. you yeah. know yeah
1: Four thousand copperheads. I have an uncle who
0: says it all the time. Oh, I found a nest of copperheads. No, you didn't,
1: dude. (laughs) That's not how this works. Where where do you
0: there's just another plane of reality where you wonder? Like, (laughs) Like, I want to be inside your head when you see these things because it's like it just blows my mind that it gets so outrageous. You know, just unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, do you do any herping out there your way? Are you ever uh, it? I
2: do. I do some. So um, I live on a hill that's called Rattlesnake Hill locally. Well, it's called. Nice. It has two names. One is Rabbit Hill, and one is Rattlesnake Hill. And I think that things kind of go together. Like there's a plentiful food supply, yeah. so there's a lot of snakes, um, and so. They pop up a lot around where I am Um, and we've got some naturey areas not too far away where we can see some stuff. So I don't tend to go too far afield, but I'll go poking around um, some of the more, you know, nature trails in the area and that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. I I found a few things. Usually it's just rat snakes and, you know, that kind of thing or decays or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: Hey, hey, you don't have to say just rat snakes. <laughs> Rats, rat snakes are fantastic. All right. Let's just get that, get that real straight.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, they're they're pretty cool. They're fun. I, I got a hunting license just so I could keep one if I found a really good yeah. one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The uh
3: mm-hmm.
0: do you guys have like a smaller window for herping because of how hot it gets? Like, is it because here, I mean, like right now it's starting to warm up today. It was like eighty. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's going to cool down again or if it's going to continue to be like this, like we're into spring now officially, but between now and like what mid April is like prime time. And then it gets yeah, so hot so, and then you really don't see anything.
2: So it still hasn't started here yet. Cause I mean, we're still getting down to freezing at night sometimes, but, um, it's it, the spring tends to be pretty heavy. Um, you tend to see a lot in the spring and then it kind of slows, it does slow down in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop, but it slows down. Um Yeah.
1: Once you yeah. get into that and once you get into that mid summer, it's really about knowing where to look and then watching your weather yeah. patterns. Come come mid summer, I or like yeah, the middle of summer. I I pretty much watch weather patterns and I go out with the rain. You know, I try to go oh before, well, that's smart. Before, during or after a storm, you know, that's usually when I try to go avoid full moons, um, you know, stuff like he's that. She's a werewolf.
2: right i i figured that yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) is it it the hair is that what it is i just assumed you (laughs) have the
0: frame the frame to be one
1: i have the frame to be wolf. i didn't know there was a frame yeah Yeah, i did neither
0: lanky and small you could easily transform into like a a wolf creature
2: see i actually probably would have gone with i probably would have gone with you because of the hairiness
1: yeah see yeah exactly he's all types of hairy that's
0: cryptozoology <laughs> that's that's Yetis and Sasquatches and stuff. I don't know if All there's right. a plural word for Sasquatch, but.
3: Sasquatch eye. <laughs> Sasquatch.
2: Sasquatty.
0: What is <laughs> your current collection? So, I mean, yeah, obviously, we're going to get you. into Morelia. Obviously, we're yeah, going to get into I... some green trees a little bit, but yeah,
2: you've
1: got absolutely. a lot of stuff. Nobody's
2: I have, a, I have a varied collection for sure. So. Um, I have a bunch of ball pythons. That's kind of where I got started before I discovered there were more fun things out there. Um, so, um. <laughs> um, you know, I still I still enjoy some parts of it, but I'm definitely into a lot of other stuff. I have a wide variety of carpet pythons, like way too way too many carpet pythons. Um, I'm realizing now that. Well, so here's the thing. I'm realizing now that, you know, all the stuff that I bought like two or three years ago is starting to get to cage size.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Like, man, the same i man, I have a fame. lot of
2: carpet pythons and that's going to be a lot of cages. <laughs> and yeah. So, it all like, changes
1: once they need to yeah. move out of racks. You're like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah. Like, I just realized I had four pairs of Inlands. No one needs four pairs of Inlands. Like, yeah, you do. I mean, Everybody I love Inlands, four but four pairs. So... Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah,
1: I guess four pairs. That is it was a little,
2: it, so I got, I, I sold one pair. So I figure three is good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah.
0: those are, those are so hard to come by right now. That's a hot,
2: commodity. It, yeah. Um, it's it surprised me a little bit. I'm pairing them this year, so I'm hoping oh, something yeah. comes of ah. it. We'll see. Um, yeah. So I have a whole bunch of different carpets, mostly um, with carpets. I tend to be more into locality stuff than morphs, but I do have some morph stuff I'm working Um, so yeah, so carpets. And then I have a couple of, um, uh, rainbow boas I got recently. Um, they're my first boas. I haven't ever, for some reason, I never got into any boas, but I have them now and they're, they're interesting. They're not as feisty as, um, I've heard they can be. So that was nice. I have a whole lot of hog um nice. yeah. And so I produced my first hog noses last year and hoping to make a bunch more this year. Is there any particular and... morph with those you're working on? So yeah. I have a bunch I have a bunch of different stuff with them. Um I've got Arctic and Sable and Toffee and uh wow. Anaconda, um, albino, azanthic, um, and various combinations of all that stuff. So
1: yeah. I absolutely love anaconda hognose snakes. Like, I have, I like the I'm, reds. I'm really not, yeah. I'm really not a morph guy for the most part. Like you know, I have, I like exanthics and I like albinos. My morph projects consist of those, yeah, or two for the most part. But you know, when it comes to hogs, the I don't know what it is about the anaconda morph that I think is just so it's, freaking cool. Well,
2: it's the only real pattern morph in them. So, oh, well, right. that's true. I didn't yeah, think yeah, I, I didn't yeah. think about that either. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, this, very... and the super anacondas are, are really neat too. So Yeah, I think
1: it's funny yeah. that, you know, they're the only pattern morph, but then the super form is patternless. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so then I also, I also have a trio of Madagascar giant hogs. Okay. Um, what else? I think probably forgetting something but i think that's most of it and then i have three uh green trees right now yeah. i just started the green tree obsession um and so i've got three my my uh my first yellow already went through its color change i have a red that's starting to go through it now and it's really fun watching the red um go through the whole thing it's so different yes. but yeah yeah so they're they're just i don't know they're super fun so
0: i'm doing that right now with my my only baby that I have from and currently everything else is pretty much grown. <gasps> yeah. but I have a baby and every morning I'm like pulling the dry out to see if it's changed at all. Okay.
2: And then I get back com- to work and I check. I'm constantly I com- looking. I completely lied. I forgot about one of the more exciting ones. So I have black headed pythons.
3: Ooh. Um, yeah.
2: I've got four black headed pythons, um, including an axanthic and a head axanthic. Um, the azanthic is, the meanest asshole in my entire collection <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. he just a pissy little fucker but um the yeah they're just they're so weird and derpy and which i hate when people say that word around snakes but like they're just they're <laughs> they're goofy um they they move differently than others mm-hmm. than any like they're they're a lot more colubrid like um in just kind of yeah. how they move around and stuff um like they don't i mean well they will strike if they're being really grumpy but Typically they'll just kind of like, if they're going to bite you, they'll just kind of nuzzle ah, up to you. Yeah. And then, um, oh, yeah. They're so That's fun. So one
0: complaint I've heard about Wilma's and blackheads is like, I mean, I, I know it's not the case for all of them, but I know a lot of people that have Wilma's they're like, I can't pick up the thing without it grabbing me and wrapping me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I wear, I wear uh, gloves. And yeah. so I, I feel like such a wimp, but I really, Oh, I, I am like, not I really opposed to women. gloves. I don't want him to wrap me and bite and all that sort well, of stuff. Especially that, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. going to happen every time. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. exactly. That's, that's yeah. why
1: whenever I have to take out my scrub, I always glove up because I'm Did not, you? I'm not about yeah. it, man. Yeah, things, yeah. Grab my, things it's grabbed my, I things grabbed my leg teeth. before. Yeah, that things grabbed my leg before, man. It's not a big scrub, that left the biggest freaking bruise on the side <laughs> of my leg. I was like, holy wow. smoke. Yeah. I got
0: enough, a text so. from David Broms of a picture. He had one of his adult green trees get him like right here oh that's the worst arm. spot i hate and it and i when told they her there. i was like i am so paranoid about taking a bite from one of the adult green trees anywhere on my hand because you have right. all those nerves and the joints yeah. and stuff like that and i'm like like the meaty part of my arm no problem but it's like yeah no and i've heard of areas.
2: People getting nerve injury from it yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like Jeez. nah. yeah unfortunately none of mine are really that bad except for the two male beox but really it's just that big adult male that's that's forever untrustworthy the other ones are fairly cool once you get them out but yeah yeah i ain't about the uh the 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 places with a lot of moving parts
2: (laughs) no and it's funny like usually i don't like i don't mind too bad when the carpets bite me um but but like there's just a a few i just i'm not about the the getting bit by ones that have big giant teeth that's not a lot of fun
1: yeah yeah no it's not it's not pleasant you know in the big carpets man they'll they'll nail you they'll
2: oh, nail you i yeah. took a i took a big uh red light bite the other day and it was it, i got a giant bruise from it and everything it's just um, the sure
1: power behind the adult. yeah man. it's just the force that, of when it they hit you it's just that they'll, they'll rock you it, man
2: it's the force of it for sure
1: i've only i've taken i've only taken one food response bite from an adult and it was a smaller adult, and that was That's good, not pleasant. Probably one of the worst non venomous snake bites I've had. Oh, that, wow. that was nasty. He full on wrapped me up and had my hand in a death grip, and I had to peel he him owned off. You. Oh, yeah, yeah he I... did. It was that stupid <laughs> super caramel jag I got from Owen McIntyre. Good God. <laughs> That snake was I got was so much entertainment watching devil. him deal with that thing. <laughs> he literally you know, made filmed it. when I sent, I ended up sending it back to Owen cuz he wanted to, I I, tra- I traded him cuz he he actually needed it. And um, so I Justin was like dude record yourself putting that thing in the bag so I was like fine. That, the demon was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was I, recorded I was under... me putting the thing in the bag and it was like a five <laughs> it was like a 5 to 10 minute ordeal. It was oh, terrible. God. It was terrible.
2: I was at a show recently and i had a pair of Brisbans with me and uh someone they're like the devil Brisbans, and someone um wanted to see them and was was interested in them and against my better judgment i went to get to get one of them out to show and it like just started you know flailing all over the place immediately and then grabbed, like grabbed onto my shoulder and wrapped my arm, like at a show in front of all these people, where you're trying to like, you know, present the animals and, right. (laughs) You want to present them in a good light. And it was like, not really what I wanted to happen. Um, But the thing was, I was, so I was wearing a hoodie and it went through the hoodie and got like my (laughs) arm. But because I was like talking to these people and trying to play it cool, like I, it wasn't until after I was done with the whole like, you know, conversation with them that I could actually like pull my sweatshirt off and see like, how did, how bad it got me. I was like, I don't know if I'm dripping blood underneath this or what. So yeah. Yeah. People are going to think
0: I was shot.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's amazing how much they can bleed sometimes
1: yeah it's fun it's crazy because like anytime i've you can get bit by small snakes but because of the anticoagulants and their mm-hmm. saliva you just bleed a lot so it's mm-hmm. no matter what bites you you're normally gonna bleed a ton and anybody who doesn't know snakes they look at a bite and they're like oh my god and you're like oh, yeah no, it's it's really not bad because once you wipe away the blood it's just a couple little pinpricks you know There, yep. are like oh it's nothing yep. Yeah, I like the I like the bites that leave like a perfect jawline. Yes, you know I mean? especially like I, the
2: upper, the upper and the lower jaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah.
1: I've had them like kind of just you know defensive bites on my hand, and it's so funny yeah. you can see like the both lines of teeth on the top, and then just like a perfect couple you know two lines on the get bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: a cool idea. That th- would be a cool. T- I
1: thought about getting um. A tat- tattooing like two tick marks on my thumb where the rattlesnake bit me.
0: That's what Doctor Messenger uh... did with his protobothrops bite. That's what what? Doctor Messenger. Mm. He got bit by protobothrops, mm. which we talked about in the China episode. Mm. That was when you were on vacation, quote unquote vacation. Yeah, so don't call it vacation. Your
1: sabbatical. It was not um, a vacation. He got a
0: <laughs> tattoo of, of where he got bit, and I thought that was cool because he's yeah, like, I fun. see that, and it's a constant reminder of. When you grab something, make sure you know where the head is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what I took yeah. from mine. Make sure you know <laughs> where the head is.
2: Yeah. 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 Not fun. Wow.
1: But, so do yeah. you have any uh, pop on carpets?
2: I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, so I have two pairs uh, that I'm breeding this year. I have a pair of double head azanthic granites.
1: Okay.
2: And I have a pair of imports, so Very we'll nice. see. Yeah,
1: pop wins—they're the future of carpets. I'm telling you, I
2: just—I love the thing. I love about pop wins is just—it's you can. There's so there's just there's so much room to play with their pattern, like with their yeah. color and all of oh, that. yeah, um, the var-
1: the variability is yeah. incredible. Like I I don't have I have a lot of popwin carpets, and not a one of them looks identical to the other you know what i mean like i can distinguish every single animal know what's what because they oh absolutely none of of them look alike you know whereas you get you know i've got i was sent two everglades rat snakes and a you know in a cup together and they're like yeah one's a male one's a female I'm like i don't know which is (laughs) which like (laughs) they look exactly the same you know
2: yeah yeah no it's very true um i like i like how tiny they are they're just fun i mean they're just fun and they're fun. You can, um, get,
1: you can get a females kind of big though. Some of them, some of them got that big blood. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, have I haven't had, I haven't
2: had it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got two. I've got two monsters. It's funny. But I, I had, do. unfortunately, I had one like the first, the first pop when I bred. She was the smallest adult I had. Unfortunately, she is passed away now. Um, but she was the first animal that produced for me, and sh- her adult size at breeding size was four and a half, maybe four and a half foot ish. And she gave me a clutch of nine eggs. I believe she's great. Yeah. And I had a six and a half foot female who gave me 10 eggs. You know what I mean? So it's Uh like you have, they, I don't know what it is on the variants or what it is. It's just genetics. If some get bigger, but that one, that one that's passed away, she never got bigger. didn't, didn't matter. She, she was going on six seven years old when i bred her you know but she just uh, didn't get bigger yeah. but then i have two females that are easily six six and a half foot and you know they're just huge. wow
0: that is so. big I, it blew my mind because we had clutches at the same time like i had my first Condro clutch he had his his first pop one clutch
1: almost at the exact same time and i think yours came like a the couple of female days later.
0: chondro she wasn't twice the size of that pop but she was considerably bigger
1: longer yeah
0: i mean she was stockier too like,
1: was was oh yeah i guess yeah. that that snake was but pretty big
0: she had a clutch of like what 14 and then yours had a clutch of eight mm-hmm. yeah and the difference in the egg size between the two astronomical like it was, it was odd because that oh, that's was so much smaller but the eggs were like two of those chondro eggs together was yeah. one pop one egg and then you had this female chondro that was she's big she was big for for you know a chondro she was large yeah and those eggs were so much smaller. Like they came out almost like the size of like a corn snake egg. Like It was really surprising wow. when they came wow. out. You, you see pictures of them and it's hard to sort of have a context unless right. they're directly like further back against something to where you can sort of see. But I was surprised at how small they were. And, yeah,
1: but it, that, that's it, sh- it shocked she me. She had
0: literally like double what she, what that pop mm-hmm. would have, but they were half the size. Yeah, Yeah.
2: wow. Just, just
0: bizarre interesting
1: maybe it's like you know because i always you know with stuff like that i always think of like you know maybe that's just you know the the needs of the species maybe they have more eggs because you know not as many baby chondros make it so they have a lot Well, then more, the size of the baby's a little know. too yeah when chondros
0: come out tiny hey so those poplin carpets they come out ready to go eating like fuzzies right oh yeah no i so felt like they're kind of the they get a, a better head start sort of the mm-hmm. chondros do so it would make sense yeah. i guess
2: in that respect but
0: Yeah. It was wild.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Whereas like having started with ball pythons, like baby carpet mm -hmm. seems so teeny tiny to me. Um, Oh
0: yeah. I mean, what's the average (laughs) weight that a, that a ball python comes out of the egg?
2: Oh gosh. I mean, a lot of them are 80, 90 grams. Like they can, they can be large. I mean, you can, I've also had one that was like 30 grams. So it can, I mean, they can vary quite a bit, but.
1: And they usually start on like hoppers, right?
2: uh yeah okay. so usually i start usually i start them on hoppers and then they go to uh like fuzzy rats pretty quick and okay from there on yeah yeah No. Um, for, for, carpets, them, yeah.
1: for carpets fuzzy mice was was kind of the the go-to for me they did they did really well on that
0: yeah and it blows my mind that anything can fit in those eggs i mean with crested, oh, it yeah. was like and all the hell like these yeah. things must be folded up like freaking origami
1: those that was why those are wild yeah they and come out of the egg pot. it's eggs, like yeah. it's like the head is, of a crested is like the size out of an egg of you egg. know it's, it's, it's
2: nuts how do you yeah. it's so when
1: just... they come out once they like because they those, like plow out of the, the eggs egg well mm-hmm.
0: like the eggs do grow
1: right Like
0: when you put a crested egg in initially it's one size and by the time it hashes it's usually considerably bigger but oh, it's just wild that they just like yeah when they hatch it like explodes like yeah. there's literally been times yeah. where I heard the um like the album and like the fluid, like hit the container with so (laughs) much force, you know? Wow. Yeah. As you can almost hear them. Like when they hatch, like there's almost like a pop sound to it. It's yeah, it's crazy. Dude. I'll
1: never forget. I'll never forget. It was like around when me and Justin started hanging out. He had some, um, crested eggs cooking. And he, ta- he takes one of the eggs and he just starts rubbing on it, right? It's just like caressing uh-huh. this egg and tickling it. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, he's like, you just got to tickle it a little bit. It's it's due to hatch. So you give it a little tickle and it, it should hatch a little bit. I'm like, dude, you're full of shit. That does not work. It was literally that same day, like a couple couple, that was a couple couple. hours, was a couple hours later, he sends me a picture. And it's like, boom, with this little baby uh, crested running around. Cool. I was like, You're freaking nuts. I couldn't believe that. Oh you can funny. tell
0: when they get close to being ready. Yeah.
1: It's just it, it, I find it really funny how like geckos, like literally when a crested gecko hatches, it's like this plows out of the egg, you know, full four yeah. force. But, but with a snake, that sucker sits there for like two days sometimes. You know, yep. it's like, come on.
2: They're come on they're out. so shy. Um yep. Yeah, hognose eggs are really fun because they get translucent right before they Oh really? Right, oh before what before they hatch. So you can like right around the time they're hatching, they'll sometimes get translucent and you can like see through it and it's it's really neat.
1: That is really cool. I've never yeah. heard that before.
0: That's a yeah. species that if you had told me, you know, twenty years ago that those would be as popular as they have become and as many like different morphs and stuff that it's, yeah. that it's like, transformed into, I would have been like, no way. But I'm sure a lot of people said that with balls too back in you know the nineties oh. and stuff. They're like these things that come in from Ghana and they're all around. Yeah.
2: Like, right
0: now we have literally infinite combinations of them. It's, Jesus, I don't know how how ball python people do it. There's just we've said it it's, before. Like there's just so many choices, and it's the same with corns, I guess. Now that I'm getting back into yeah. those, yeah. But I feel like with balls, it's it's taken even a step further. It's like you. You have the, the paradox of choice is, is very much real. And when you're,
2: when you're breeding a five gene animal to a five gene animal, like you're just guessing at at what the offspring are at that point, like, who knows (laughs) it's just an educated guess because there's, and you're probably ending up with a white snake anyway.
0: That's a conversation we were having in the group chat the other day. It was like, "What's the end game with balls?" And Casey can was like, "They all, they all come out white. Like eventually, eventually, all roads lead to them just being true. all white." It's true. Like, it actually kind of makes sense if you think about it. I don't. It's just, it's wild. Like I've, I've never been. I've kept some balls over the years here and there. Yeah. i just never. I, I got into Morelia long before I got any balls, so I kind of caught that bug early, and I think that's kind of what kept me. Kept me yeah. away from the ball world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said balls came first for you. Yeah. At what point, what was the, well, what was the initial draw to, to ball pythons? And then at what point did you see carpets and say, I want to, I want to keep those too?
2: Yeah. So um, my whole entry into the snake thing was because of my kid, actually. Um, I had never really wow. been into, I'd always been an animal person, um, never really that into reptiles though. And my son, Uh, so both of my, both of my sons are on the autism spectrum, have like a whole bunch of different challenges and stuff. And so, um, one of them was having a really tough time and he, we were like trying to figure out some way to kind of motivate him. And we're like, okay, well, if you can like get it together for the next like 30 days, at the end of that, we'll get you a snake. And so he wanted a ball python. So that's what we started researching and looking at. Um, cause I'm sure he was watching like Brian Barczyk videos or something. Mm -hmm. And that's what What? he discovered. Uh, (laughs)
1: yeah, I can't say anything. I'll be honest, as much as I can't stand Brian Barczyk right now, he is kind of the reason I found out about breeding reptiles. Yeah, I mean, he brings as a hobby, you know. So I I can't talk that much shit, but back then it was a lot more about when I got into it, it was still just snake bites, TV, you know, and it was,
2: yeah,
1: it's all it was, you know, it was just good educational stuff. There's none of this flashy bull crap and you know but anyways continue sorry
2: yeah so yeah so um <laughs> so we we went to a you know our local repticon because you know we're newbies and um got a you know just got a little ball python for him and i just immediately i was like wow this thing's amazing yeah. and um i was, was it a just, normal
0: or was it something no
2: normal? it was like a pastel mojave um, See, that's like and, two of my
0: favorites, though.
3: Like, yeah. I love pastels,
2: and I love Mojave's. Oh, there you go. So, um, the next day I went back and bought one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then it just, as it does, like spiraled from there. So, um, rabbit that, hole is you know, wide and deep. Yeah, I uh, gosh, I think by the end of a couple of weeks, I was probably up to five. And oh, was, wow, yeah, it was.
0: And was that something he was pushing for? Like he wanted a ball python in particular?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, So, and now he doesn't pay any attention to it at all and (laughs) doesn't care. And I'm, it's, it's like sitting in my racks and I'm like, I need to just sell it. And he probably won't even notice, but um, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I was going to um, ask so, if he yeah. had still
1: had any interest in snakes at all, but I guess that he like sense. he
2: likes the idea of them, but he doesn't he like the either. actual, like taking care of them and, you know, all of the responsibility parts of it Yeah, though. Right. He has a crested gecko that he's kept alive for like a couple of years now. So um, I'll like give him credit for that. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it and that's that's why I ended up with balls first. And then over time as I just, you know, started doing more research and getting a little bit more into things, um, you know, I I knew I wanted to get something that was just a, that w- was maybe a little bigger, a li- more more interactive, that kind of stuff. And um when I learned about Carpet Pythons, I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." And, um, so I got it. My first one was like a zebra jungle and I was super intimidated by the thing. Cause you know, I'd only handled like pit rock py- ball pythons mm-hmm. before. And so like, the, you know, it was like a whole new thing to learn how to like, you know, hold them and not get like nailed by them and, right. you know, learn their body language and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I found the whole process of that really fascinating. Um, mm. and so that just kind of, you know, I kind of branched and do it from there so um it was really and it was really b- balls and carpets for a long time and then um yeah started exploring other stuff so as, nice. as as it unfolds
1: i feel like carpets are like the perfect gateway animal into a bunch of other shit
2: absolutely <laughs> it's, absolutely
1: they're they're right at that of like They're a a big snake, you know, but they're more active. So they seem bigger because ball pythons actually get relatively Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at like weight and
2: whatnot, like a lot of, a lot of ball pythons are going to be, you know, bigger by weight than carpets, but yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Like they are a larger snake, but a lot of times ball pythons will just kind of sit there so they don't seem so big. You know what I mean? It's Mm kind of with like a skinny snake. That's really long. You don't realize how long it is because it's so skinny, but then you stress it out and you're like, oh shit. You know, carpets are that they're little, they're heavier bodied, you know, similar to a Mm -hmm. ball python, but you can actually tell how long they are because they're running and doing and going and, you know, all that. So I feel like they're that perfect, but yeah, they're still very easy to take care of. You know, the care is very similar to a lot of your really basic, you know, snakes. So it's, it's that perfect snake to get acclimated to something different, something a little bigger, a little longer, something more arboreal, but not. Not but quite not fully
2: all, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Not not really big, but not really, you know, you know, fine tuning it and all that. And you like know, hardy other... as hell.
2: So it like oh it's yeah. Hard, yeah. And so I mean that's the other thing I just love. I mean that I love about them is they're just they're easy to care for. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They're they are just fantastic animals in my opinion.
0: I did yep. enjoy when I had ball pythons, like the ones that I had, I did enjoy. Like I said, I got the Marillia bug long before that Mm -hmm. so to have both at the same time i you know i I preferred the carpets you know the whole pet rock thing like i think there is some validity to it but at the same time i remember the balls i had would you know they were out and about fairly regularly they weren't always hiding you know especially at night they were out cruising oh at
2: night they're absolutely out Um, cruising for sure yeah but there was just
0: something about the carpets that i just enjoyed more like i don't Mm -hmm. know i can't exactly put my finger on it maybe it was it's just the the inner, you know, what you were saying, like the interaction. Yeah. I I don't know. Like balls it, were fun. I can understand the appeal, especially with all yeah. the colors and stuff. The carpet thing is just that did more for me. And that's why I ended up just rolling with those more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, a lot of it was just like, you know, the first, the first, I still remember the first carpet I ever saw on a, you know, like a video or something. And for me, I think that initial draw was just like the pattern of it. And then like the Mm -hmm. head, you know, they have that really bulky head and it's very, very defined, very, their heads head of a carpet python is much different from that of a ball python.
2: Absolutely. You know,
1: and it's to me, I I don't know what it was, but, you know, I think we talked about it last week. It's just that, that initial draw to an animal, you know, everybody has that stuff to where you don't have to know anything about it. You just see it and you're like, oh, my God, I want
2: that. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Just, and
1: that's how it was for carpets, you know, for me. You know, I wasn't yeah. able to keep carpets for quite some time, you know, once I found out about them. But, you know, it's they're they're just absolutely I think fantastic. That's how animals. everyone sort
0: of finds their their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got a thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's that initial yep. what were you introduced to that sort of sticks with you. And maybe there's like a nostalgia factor to it. You know, that's what it is for me with corns. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love corns. Over the last few years I haven't really had that many of them, but now I'm getting heavier into them and it's like I'm a kid again. You know, I'm right back to being ten or fourteen with, you know, a ton of them and I'm really enjoying them and there's a lot to catch up on and it's something new that I have to like relearn and you know, genetics thing. That's something I haven't had to worry about in a very long time. So now I'm having to like really catch up and and Mm -hmm. relearn a lot of that. And so there's just something fun there, but yeah, I think that's, you know, a lot of people get into ball pythons because that's what they're initially introduced to and that's like their first yep. snake. And so then they see all the other color patterns and stuff and they stick with that and, and roll yep. with it. But you also have yep. the guys that do like the oddball colubrids and stuff mm-hmm. that, that love, you know, the Mexicana kings or, you know, whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone, I think there's, there's for a lot of people, I, I think I would not be surprised if what they have has some sort of, direct line back to when they first got into the
1: hobby Mm. that
2: makes sense yeah yeah i mean
1: for me that's that's why i love yellow rat snakes so much you know because Mm -hmm. even though even though my very first introduction in the snakes as you know a seven-year-old child was corn snakes like yes those are kind of the original snakes for me but like the very first snake i ever caught was a yellow rat you know, at around the same age, you know, I definitely shouldn't have been grabbing snakes at seven years old, but you know, <laughs> weren't going to tell me no, you know, right. but like that was the first snake I ever caught. And then I remember, you know, as a, you know, a very young teenager, even preteen, you know, finding, you know, I, I remember finding two rat snakes like in my yard. And I just thought they were just the coolest things. I sat outside and played with them for, you know, hours. Granted, looking Mm -hmm. back, probably not great for the snakes, snakes. you know, like, but, you know, it was still, it's still a fond memory, you know, and that's, that's why yellows, yellow rats specifically have just become my, you know obsession as of late i want all of them i I just i love them so much finding one tonight i geeked out i was so happy to find the yellow rats they're all over the place here but no matter what i freak out every time i find a yellow because i just i love them so so much that's so (laughs) Um, fun but yeah
0: so with the balls what's like is there a certain morph that you are gravitated to and like focused on more than other stuff like i and how do you even choose yeah. like choose it's what like
2: and it's, what to it's hard um and so and the challenge is it's really easy once you start getting into a recessive project it's really easy to get into too many different recessive projects and it just it it's it gets tricky. So, um, the one i am really into um that i've really liked is um it's called black azanthic oh, and it's um and it's just it's a really 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 melanistic um snake and with you know the azanthic traits and they're just there aren't they're not super common. They haven't ever really taken off for some reason. Um, it was a, a, second line that originated in VPI's collection. Um, and I don't know, they're just, they're interesting and there hasn't been a lot done with them. And so I like playing with them a lot. Um, so that's, that's one I, I do a lot with and then, um, you know, all the other basics like pides and clowns and hypo and
1: I love clowns. And that stuff. I think yeah. clowns are really, really unique, like out of all of like the single gene morphs, mm-hmm. I think clowns are probably one of the most unique out there. You know, they're just very, very cool snakes. And it, it seems like clown adds a lot to pretty much anything, like any morph. It just it gives it a whole new aspect. Yeah. Very so nice. the,
2: for me, the challenge in clown is, you know, finding the right other genes to go with it because right. a lot of them all kind of look the same. So Uh, it's really finding those ones that unlock something that looks a little different than everything else. Um, And And so, I mean, that's, that's the fun part of the ball Python stuff is like, you know, is the playing with, you know, imagining what this will do with that and um, seeing if it actually matches up with what you imagined and, you know, all of that kind of stuff.
1: I think yellow belly is like the perfect example of that when it comes to ball pythons, Mm because like a normal, a yellow belly ball by itself Pretty much looks like a normal freaking ball python, but once you start putting it into morphs, it completely changes all of it. You know, I think I think that is a very very cool aspect to, you know, stuff like that and how the different morphs affect other morphs. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even look like a mix of the two; it's something completely different. You know? Yep. It's it's a very neat thing with ball python. Yeah.
2: So it's you know so all of that stuff is really fun for me. Um, but I think it's also why I ended up going you know, pretty much the opposite direction with my carpet stuff. Right. And I just really got into the locality stuff a lot more than the morph stuff. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you don't really have that with ball pythons. There's like voltas, yeah. but, you know, there's not really a whole lot in the way of like locality. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I got into like, I have Palmerston's, I have gelatin's, I have okay. um, Nova Guinea's. Um, I have what else? Um, Rockhamptons, oh wow, um, Brisbane's. So, yeah, I uh, I, I enjoy that stuff a lot. Um, and then cool. I've got a whole, yeah, a whole bunch of bread lye, um, which are so fun. Um, they're my second favorite to Inlands. Inlands are my favorite of all nice. things. They're, um, they're just. And I don't know what it is about them, but they ever since I got my my first ones, like I got a pair. I went to Tinley, I don't know back in twenty nineteen maybe, and uh, got a pair from Justin Julander and um, Doctor J. Yeah, and they they're just amazing. Um, they're they're the only carpets I have where I just, I don't even bother using a hook. I just stick my hand in and grab them. I've never had one even like try to strike at me. Mm -hmm. They're just so chill. They're so friendly. Um, the gray blue colors are really, really interesting. Um, and so yeah, my, my, my heart's with the Inlands.
1: And that's what I've always thought was cool about the Inlands. I feel like they're they're almost an exanthic morph and a normal mm-hmm. snake. You know what I mean? And I, I yeah, think absolutely. Really, really cool. Um,
0: I've never met yeah. someone that kept them and said I hated them. They
1: yeah, no. Right. You never, right. never meet somebody who doesn't that's like That's one them of either. the
0: few species that unanimously everyone that's kept them is like, I love them.
2: Yeah. They're
0: best snakes I've ever kept. You know, I mean, brettles are, are right up there, too. We talk right. about yep. those.
2: But, absolutely.
0: You know, the Inlands, I can see those being... I don't know that they'll ever be as popular as the Brettles. No, the, 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 the color and the but,
2: and the availability and all that. But it's like
0: the, the yeah. perfect combination of size and temperament.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Care.
1: It's, but I think that's solely like the whole Brettles versus Inlands thing. I feel like that is solely based off the fact that Brettles are red. Mm -hmm. And and inlands are usually kind of gray, you know what I mean? Like you have people like me who prefer the gray stuff. That's why I only like my only morphs are like, I love exantics. I Mm -hmm. love exantics. I love Mm -hmm. gray snakes, gray rat snakes are some of my favorites, but so gray snakes really do it for me. And, but I think as a whole, most people like that the flashy reds, you know, the bright colors and all that, which I'm I'm much more of a ground tone guy. I like my, like my dark animals. You know, I have albinos. I do like albinos. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. I think that also goes back to, you know, Kind of your introductory into you yeah. know kind of snakes albinos to me were just very cool and actually it goes back to ball pythons now that i'm thinking about it i remember seeing an albino ball python and i thought it was the coolest freaking thing when i first started getting into snakes yeah and so al- albinos have kind of stuck with me but like Xanthics and that that darker you know ground tones and grays and stuff like those what are what really do it for me but i don't think that's the General consensus for most people, you know, everybody likes the big, bright, flashy colors. Neon, yeah, yep.
2: That's which why everybody is, wants white you know, snakes. Which is well, yeah, and it's also why um everyone wants those green trees.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that is that is very true.
0: Mm. Eye candy.
2: Yeah. Yep. There. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the thing with the green trees. There's. I think they're the most like easily the most visually stunning. Oh yeah. Um, snakes that there are
1: especially because they're literally always out
2: yeah they're just you know, and they're right? and they're just there and like they're there to sit and look pretty and be admired so
1: i would like your job is to just exist i would mm-hmm. like a green tree one day and but when i do it's gonna be like a living room piece you know what i mean mm-hmm. like a big pretty naturalistic looking cage you know because they're all they're just always out you can always see them you know but
2: yeah where are you shaking your head for i'm, I'm not well, you it. Yeah.
1: Say it. Say it with your chest. No comment. Okay. All right, then. I
0: have always yep. found that interesting with the ball. I mean, the economics sort of of why mm-hmm. why some species take off and why some don't. And the same, It's it's even more interesting to me that there are some morphs, like you were saying, that just never catch on for whatever yep. reason. I don't know if it's maybe because things are moving so fast with balls that maybe people just, they don't even get they're shot like in the spotlight mm-hmm. or they're on to the next thing. Um, that's the, cause there's something else. What is it that I think Dom does something. Dom DeFalco does mm-hmm. something similar with like exanthic or something like that. And tides, tides. but she, she also has some exanthic stuff and okay. she's her or someone else was just saying like, it's a morph that no one ever really paid any attention to. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. there. Some people use it and tied in other stuff, but for the most part, it's fairly ignored. Right. And that's something that just always sort of fascinates me about herpetoculture is the fact that you have all these options, but there's so much right. stuff that just gets put on the sidelines. It's yeah. when like, are they going to come back to that and find out that it does amazing things with other stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, some species just never take it off.
2: With species, I wonder how much is also due to, you know, ease or difficulty of breeding them. Because right. like one of the things with ball pythons is, you know, they're... I, I don't even follow a seasonal schedule with breeding them. I just oh, really? stick. To, no, I mean, I just like stick two snakes in the box and eventually the girl spits out eggs. It's like, it's so easy. <laughs> um, I mean, I like, I have an ultrasound and I like follow their follicle development and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I have two clutches that are hatching right now and it's like weird season for that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, my, I have girls that'll just go year round. So yeah, um, they're very easy. Whereas when I moved into carpets, um, you know, there was a lot more to figure out in terms of, you know, doing your food cycling and your temp cycling and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I just, I wonder if some of that is due to, it's just, you know, it's easy for the ones where it's easy for anyone to just stick a couple snakes in a box and make babies. Yeah. If that's yeah. part of why they get really popular. I don't know.
0: I think yeah. there's a, there's a combination that sort of has to happen of like, like you were saying, ease of breeding, ease of care, mm-hmm. temperament, and then the big one I yeah. think is is how hard are babies to establish.
2: That's very true. That's very true.
0: Because we were talking about on Snakes and Snogies Monday night, and I had brought up how I'm surprised that Dion's rats aren't more popular because they come in a ton of different colors naturally. Mm-hmm. They're pretty easy to keep. Babies are easy to get started they have a pretty interesting like gestation and incubation where they, they sit on eggs for a long time and then they drop them and they hatch after like a month. Um, And it's like, I don't, mine are fairly spazzy. So I kind of understand that, that yeah, maybe they're not great for someone who wants something that's, that's a little more mellow, but at the same time, I don't see them being difficult to chill out over time, you know, with, with regular handling and stuff like that. But it's just interesting and i know at some point they were more popular than they are but it's just one of those things where it's like this is this is what everyone wants like they come in black they come in red they come in yellow yeah. they, come in orange, they come in stripes they come in solid colors like there's there's a lot of options there but for whatever reason and maybe it's the focus on corns and other stuff kings and whatnot that i don't i don't know it's just something I think I, about a lot
1: i feel like and I could be wrong but like i haven't I've never seen a Dion's, and this, you know, goes back to, you know, to the whole rattles and Inlands things. I feel like Dion's are very, very cool, but I feel like to people who aren't in the reptiles, they're not, again, as flashy. You know what I mean? They don't come in all types of bright, you know, colors. I know obviously you said oranges and yellows yeah, and that stuff. The
0: male I have is an apricot, dude.
1: Right. Yeah. It's no, I thing. think I think they're gorgeous. You know what I mean? But they're not glowing orange like some snakes are, you know, so I feel like over time they just kind of got yeah. pushed to the side with this morph craze of being on all of these bright colors and yeah. crazy stuff. Well, I think, I that's, think that's Dion's big... are amazing. They're super cool snakes. I think
0: that's but... a big part of why rhino rats and chondros also haven't
2: Yeah, Rhino's sure.
0: are getting more popular but I think it's an availability thing and then getting baby started is a big big hiccup for a lot of people but same with chondros.
1: And I you feel know, like they're once still... They're, they're, once
0: they're solid, though, they're solid. It's just getting them there. Just like Alterna. Like
1: mm-hmm. Once they're
0: eaten, you're golden. But getting them right. there... Yep. And I don't know that I'll ever breed Alterna again. Like, they're cool and all. I love them to death. But those babies were a pain in the ass.
1: I, feel I mean, like
2: hognose are a pain in the ass. And they're getting yeah. more popular. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I've heard hognose babies are, are a real pain They're the
2: a family. huge pain. They're a huge pain yeah. in the ass.
1: But I feel like with, like, green trees, I feel like even... Even though, like, you know, guys like us and Marillion Python Radio and, and others have done our best to take away the stigma, I feel like for a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, especially new keepers, there's still a huge stigma behind Green there's Tree still Python. Th- oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Of, of being Her, yeah.
1: these snakes that have absolutely. to be wet all the time and they're the nastiest things. And if you don't yeah. spray them every single day, they're going to have terrible sheds and die and, you know, and all this all this stuff there and it's still there with carpets, you know, it's even less so with carpets nowadays, you know, a lot of people are starting to realize Mm -hmm. all the myths with carpets, you know, but green trees, I feel like that is still there and it's still, oh, it's
2: very much there. there. And that, I mean, that's a big part of why it took me so long to get to actually get them because I was like afraid to, um, even though I loved them. Um, and it took talking to several people who were experienced and telling me, no, it's not as hard as people say before I was like, okay some of the it.
0: easiest snakes to keep
2: yeah no they're they're super easy once you just like know to you know wet your paper towel or doggy pee pad or whatever you're using at the bottom to keep some moisture in the cage and whatever it's it's pretty easy
3: yep. So, yep. Um, really?
0: there's, yeah um there's, there's a lot of species though that have sort of a lot of preconceived notions to them mm-hmm. you know like the jansen i when i got those i was really overthinking those when i got them i was like these are going to be tough I'm going to struggle with them. You know, they're going to have bad sheds, but they're also super easy. Like I, mm-hmm. I literally pretty much ignore them all the time. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're a breeze.
1: And I feel like that's the key to more animals than we realize is leave them the hell alone. Like The ackies, You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, man, yeah. this is going to be tough. Lizards, UV, all that stuff. It's. See, that still techniques. scares me. So, and I know it shouldn't. So over, but... I was thinking it. They're so easy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love ackies.
0: They're a freaking oh. blessed.
2: Brent Bender hatched some Kimberly rocks recently. Yeah. I've been looking at those. Um, oh.
1: Justin's been talking about yeah. those, man.
0: <laughs> those will happen at some point.
2: Yeah. I don't know where they're when. so cool.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my cave geckos. I'm good on, I'm good on that yeah. front I just my biggest thing with lizards is dealing with bugs you yep. already have bugs That's yes thing. I Once know and the I bugs, don't the doors are open I don't like dealing with bugs but at the same like with all that said I also don't and it and this is just a preference thing it's not like I've done it before I've had stuff that needed UVB but like when it comes to like I like giving lights like on my terms like with my snakes <laughs> like this new this new setup I'm getting for a yellow for a yellow rat. It's got UVB. It's gonna have a basking bulb and all, all, whole nine. It's gonna be great. But again, that was my choice, okay. And then the animal didn't tell me it needed that, okay. That's that's the difference for me and stuff that needs all that. You Mm -hmm. know, like this thing will die if it doesn't have UVB, and I don't like that. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of where I'm at with it, and that's why, like, I got you know when I was getting decided to kind of maybe try lizards again that's why i got the geckos because they don't need lights they're really they're cave geckos they sit in the dark all the time you know so it's but that's
0: that's the interesting thing like alan stevens who i got my hackies from you know he doesn't give all his uv he oh. supplements and he's like he's like i have some lizards i haven't given them uv in years oh, really? and they're fine they crank wow. out eggs so that's one of those things where it's like maybe it's it's sort of the older information we have that we assume still applies just like with condros, you know, keep them wet, keep them like you would keep an emerald and bake them at freaking 90 degrees and keep them super
1: humid. Well, there certainly are things who need the UVB for sure. Like bearded dragons needed. I can tell you that firsthand. I had a Mm beardy who wasn't getting proper UVB and he went to shit. Okay, this was a long time ago. You know, when I was younger, didn't know as much as I do now. But he didn't have proper UVB, and he went to shit fast. I
0: mean, with all the lights yeah. and technology we have now, like there's really oh no yeah, reason no, not they, to, they make but it it's very easy. Where mm-hmm. you have guys like Alan that are experimenting and trying to see right. exactly how, like, yeah, is it an absolute necessity? And mm-hmm. we wouldn't really know if it weren't for guys that like him that you know crank out so many babies, you know, on an annual basis. And I trust his judgment. Like he's yeah, he's absolutely. been he's been so successful with the different species, you know, monitors and stuff mm. he has that it's, it's like, clearly he's doing something right. You know, if he's not having any issues and, um, you know, he's, he's even, he admits it. He's like, yeah, this is kind of controversial. And there's, there's some people that, that really hate me for it, but yeah, he's like, I, I don't imagine they don't all get UV and they all do fine. So yeah, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, the only, the only animal I have with legs is, um, is a lychee and it's because i don't have to do shit to keep it like I basically, <laughs> like, it's so easy i just you know give it png every once in a while and uh every you know it's so easy
1: spray them down once a week and give them some mud
2: down and give them some goop they're yep. easy <laughs>
1: Those are the, what the other, another gecko that like, if I could, if I could just get like one lychee, I would be happy. I have, yeah, no
2: have, have one as a pet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's all it would be. It's like, I would just want one and a really cool setup and leave yep. it at that. You know? That's but what I have. We yep. are very, very cool animals. Like I yep. think we are absolutely incredible, you know, but.
2: I love how they kind of bark at you. It's just, yeah. they're, they're so funny.
1: Yeah. They're crazy.
0: Right. you're vending yeah. a lot of shows you, you I know when we did your five questions I mean you had mentioned that you yeah been pretty pretty full
2: yeah so I I had been vending a lot of shows um but yeah with my my work has changed so that I have to work on Sundays now so I think God, I geez. think unfortunately my my show schedule is gonna be you know dramatically shrinking Um, but no, I had been vending a lot of shows and I really, I really enjoy shows a lot. It's mostly because it's just fun to get away and spend a weekend hanging out with your reptile buddies.
3: Mm -hmm. For sure.
2: And, uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I do vend a lot. I've been interested. It's been interesting. Um, you know, I, I vend on the Herp circuit kind of in Texas. Yeah. And, um, so Michael Pennell is the only other carpet person who is kind of does the same stuff on you know, does not the same stuff because he's doing more coastals and I don't do much in the way of coastals. Um, but it's interesting because like, you know, there's not a lot of knowledge and awareness about carpets, but people just kind of wandering into a show, but they, they sell so steadily. Like there's always like someone always ends up buying one at a show because they're different. There aren't a lot of them there um and they're just not like other stuff so um it's been it's been fun to be able to you know introduce introduce them to people that way because there's there's so many people who just have never heard of them
0: yeah i mean do you find a lot of people come up and ask you know what what they are do you bring any adults with you i have
2: i have it shows before to also so when i first started vending i brought an adult male just to show people you know what they actually like they're not necessarily going to be these big giant things The nine foot coaster. Um, yeah. Right. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, cause a lot of people have that idea. I mean, I certainly had that idea when I got them, I thought, you know, I was going to be feeding all my like retired breeder rats to them and stuff, which, right. you know, so not the case, but, um, yeah, it's, it's people get really interested in them. I bring, um, I bring like garden fencing to put in the cage with them so that they can actually like perch while they're on there. And yeah. so that always, that always gets people's attention a lot. Um, and so, yeah, there have been there have been a whole lot of people um, who don't necessarily, you know, buy them, but they're introduced to the species and they come back and see them at a few different shows and yeah. end up, you
3: know,
2: exactly. So that's really fun.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. funny you bring up Michael Pinnell. That was when I went to the Arlington show, he was the only guy there, and I actually bought a coastal from him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have that animal anymore, but he was like the only carpet guy, and I pretty much yep. sat at his table almost the whole time, and just talked to him. He's an awesome dude. I he's
2: amazing. Him.
1: Yes, he is, he he is, is such, yes such, such a good guy. A Lot of lot of knowledge, and I'm, he really cares about his animals.
2: Absolutely, I've been I've been really really lucky that um I've been able to get to know him pretty well. So that's been. That's been
0: really nice. I had a pair of pop ones that were his line oh, back in like, 2013, and oh. those things were straight up purple.
2: Wow. Like
0: I fully regret getting rid of those, man, because those would have just been screaming adults. I got them from somebody else, but they were M Pen line. Mm-hmm. Those things
1: were. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. The M Pen stuff is just, you know, any, anytime, pretty much on anything, you know, he's got a lot of Coastals, IJs. Anytime you see M Pen on something, it's like,
2: ooh. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, no kidding.
1: I, I actually have um, my, one of my big females is half M-Pen, if I remember correctly. She's a poster child M-Pen, and uh, she's freaking incredible. She produced all, all my babies that I still have right now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So Michael Pinnell, Python and a, pa- Python and a Pear Python Tree. And a yep. Check him out <laughs> if you haven't. But I know he's a pretty well-known name at this point. Is he still is Absolutely. he still vending that show in Arlington?
2: He is, yeah. And it's and his table is still like the hangout table for all the Morelia people. Oh yeah, so,
1: mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, no, he's a he's a super cool cat.
2: Absolutely, a Morelia water cooler. It is, yeah. They they even have like a couch and a hangout area at his table. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, nice prepared. Nice. That's
0: yep. awesome. It's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that people come up asking about the carpets and sort of what they are, because Billy Hunt, has had, okay. he said the same thing. He vends, you know, a handful of shows, and he's talked about how he has people come up all the time asking what morph of ball python they are, and he yep. explains the carpet and and stuff like that. And it's, that's what's made me wonder, it's crazy to me that, that that people can be in this hobby really on any any scale and still somehow not see these kinds of things out and on the internet and
3: stuff mm-hmm.
0: like i i don't i follow yeah. so much stuff that i'm always seeing things that i'm like man i remember when i wanted some of those and some of these and then you have people who like they're so just in whatever realm they're in in terms yep. of species and stuff that the blinders are on to everything else it's just, oh I no I mean,
2: it's it. it's been it that way with you know my my ball python friends are like so deep in the ball python world that I was trying to explain hypo brettles to a ball python friend. And you know, the fact that it's not a single gene morph was just so confusing because that's how everything is in the ball python world. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's wild. Yep.
1: Very neat. Very neat.
0: So what do you, as far as vending goes, Yeah. what are some necessities? Like what's one thing that, you have to have when you're vending so, like table wise like yeah so
2: so here's my favorite trick um for the shows is i have um like spongy uh pat like standing pads like you'd have yeah. in the kitchen or something and i mm-hmm. set them in front of my table so that people who have been walking around the whole lot of time <laughs> don't want to <laughs> stop and rest their feet on those
1: yeah, Billy. <laughs> Billy does that too. He always he always They're brings something behind table his table. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, you right. mean on the front uh, of your yeah. table? Oh man, front, a,
2: on the front. That's a whole
1: new level, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yep. I'm gonna come hang out at your table.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Funny. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. So yeah, no, that's that's yeah. my favorite little vending tip. Um, I don't know. I um, I have the next level displays that have like all the um. You know, it has the, it has a thermostat and heat tape and lights and everything oh, wow. all built in. And so it makes everything, know super, even a thing. it is, it's makes everything super simple. Um, I can, I can pack up my snakes like the night before, plug it in. They have heat for the whole evening. Next day I can unplug them, take them. I, if I was doing a long drive, like to Tinley or something, theoretically, I could even like, you know, plug them into a converter in my car and they could have right. heat during that drive. Um, But it makes setup and takedown so easy because it's mm-hmm. like an expanding toolbox, basically. And so I can just like take the front off, take the top off, like lift it forward, and I'm pretty much done. So um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. pretty handy. Yeah.
1: That's funny. I was actually going to be my question: if you did like a whole display, or if you did like the deli cups on your on your table.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that that's um, awesome, man. I don't do the display, but then I usually package them up in deli cups to give to people. Yeah but yeah
1: very nice very yeah. nice oh yeah now that's kind of the standard deli cup you take the deli cup with you and you can go but right yeah and then you the, can the, like
2: carry around your animal and yeah and yeah. The bags. yeah it
1: seems like the display has been kind of the the standard nowadays for most guys like doing shows regularly right yeah. is getting getting a good display but with that said i have seen a lot of people who have built a display for deli yeah pack. you know what i mean yeah those are really cool, cool. Yeah, I believe it was. It is it Chris that Chris, made yeah, one? Chris made a really nice metal one. Yeah, he made a metal one. And it's freaking wicked. Just the way mm-hmm. he, he set it up. It displays the delis perfectly. And everything's yep. all lit up and nice. And, you know, I think that's a very. That's super very cool good, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then for like, it always gets tricky in figuring out what you're going to do for bigger snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so for those, I buy um, like some. I think they're rubbermaid containers but they're ones that have a thick lid on the top and i turn them upside down so that um i could put like some substrate in the bottom and then the whole rest of it as you can see through it really easily mm-hmm. almost like it's a cake pan or something right. um and that works really really well for displaying them at a show and then i just give the whole thing to them when they buy it nice so, yeah
0: you ever worry about people walking off with something
2: so um not really, because I don't have much that they can walk off with. Um, right. I was going to so, say, I think that's yeah. probably a
1: perk of the display is you can lock right. those. And nobody can just pick it up and walk off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, you know, a lot of the displays, I'll use the same key. So theoretically, you know, it wouldn't be that tricky to get into them. But uh, still a little bit more yeah. difficult
1: than walking if by and dislike, stripping a deli cup, Totally. Yeah. Totally. I almost witnessed a full on fight at a Repticon because some dude was trying to steal a tortoise. I mean, there's like the dude vending, I don't blame it at all, but the dude vending that table started. Just going off on this dude. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. blah, blah screaming his head off. Wow. And this dude was like left and like threw his arms up and was cussing and all this. I was threw like, the tortoise at him and good ran away. Grief. Wow. And, was, and I don't blame the guy who was selling, but he was losing his full mind because this dude was trying to walk off with one of his sulcatas. I was like, good, I, for, you, good for you, dude. I would have done that mm-hmm. too. I'd lay into anybody trying to steal one of my... Animals, that's the biggest thing. I have no respect for people who try to try and steal animals from shows, man. Like, that is that's t- absolutely especially. Terrible.
0: I mean, bigger shows like Daytona and Tenley stuff, it's almost you almost yeah. have to have like that netting or something over the right. table. Oh, yeah, because right. there's so many people, and unless you we have can't watch people working constantly. with you, you're not gonna be able we to can't watch it on.
1: everybody, especially if you have a big table, like you know, like Underground always has yeah. a massive well, table like at Daytona, room. you know, but still, they have they're. If you don't, if you have a bigger table, you can't watch it all the time. But it yeah, also no
0: it doesn't help if you have deli cups that aren't really secure. Because I <laughs> exactly. told it last year. I was walking by a table and there was a ball python like halfway coming out of a deli cup.
2: Oh my gosh. No one
0: was no one was paying attention. I, I you know, told the so. I was like, hey, you got you got someone trying to escape there, and he's just like, oh, okay, I'll get it.
2: At, Ar- at Arlington this last time, we, uh, you know, we, we showed up in the morning and the show wasn't even open yet and we're kind of walking in from the hotel and my husband was just kind of walking around a little bit to stretch his legs and he found a retic just hanging out in the hallway at the convention center.
3: No way! Way.
2: Yeah, and so he texts me like, "Uh, there's a snake over here," and I walk over, and it's a retic. So, um, a little one or a big one? Um, it was like it wasn't like a big, big retic, but it was um, it wasn't a brand new hatchling either big enough um, for someone to
0: notice that it's big enough to yeah. notice
2: and they were like all right there were starting to get to be a couple of the, like people working there like totally freaking out and that kind of oh, stuff so, so i walked over and grabbed it and like handed it over to brian and like went around to a bunch of the retake people but no, I, no one i found claimed it so That's
1: man did I,
0: you I know about with daytona and stuff it's like Every year, how many people lose snakes in their hotel rooms and stuff? Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, Dude, did you
1: see the guy who was next to Billy? One of his monitors got out, and this dude went oh, flying man. across the hallway, like, wow. do on this thing. I was like, Good job, dude. You got that thing. Cause, hey, boy, he was on that I thing. Like, really, why don't rise, boy?
0: I don't even think it was someone who was wanting to buy it. It was one of those people that stop and want to play with it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't even no. know why they took it like, out. I know yeah, the person who like grabbed that. it was the owner of it. Like, he was vending the table and he ran behind the, sh- behind the, ta- or in front of the table and like dove on this thing in the middle of the hallway. That was, but, yeah, that was sim containers. Yeah, sim containers. And and
0: those aren't cheap monitors. Yeah. No. So it's like, why? I, I don't know. Yeah. I was, just, knowing how, how fast my ackies are and stuff, it's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. With. Yeah. Hell no, man. Oh, yeah, man.
1: Yeah, there's certain stuff like if somebody wanted to take it out and hold it, I'd be like, "You can buy it first and go do that on mm-hmm. your own time." Yeah, and then when you lose, not, it, I'm doing not refunding you. Yeah, no, I'm Absolutely. not doing
3: that. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. these Things are yeah. fast, okay? <laughs> that's you get good at it though, especially when you keep stuff like Nerodia. You get real good at just catching stuff as it flies out of. The I bet tub, you know <laughs>
2: that's. I bet that's a skill.
1: I've never had snakes that would just projectile out of a tub like my Nerodia do. Holy smokes. You open that thing up and they'll just, just shoot right on out. It's crazy. You want to know who the master of that is? Chris Montrose. Oh Oh my gosh. When I went to his place, boy, I can't tell you how many snakes went diving out that tub. And he was just like, bam, 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 just grabbing them right (laughs) out. I was like, good grief, man. You got reflexes like a mother. Spider
2: Man, that, crazy. That's impressive. Yeah, that I do not impressive. have reflexes like that. That's for sure.
1: I've I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at it. I've had a couple snakes at the floor, but you know it's not a common occurrence. I've also learned how yeah. to work them so they stay in their freaking tubs. Yeah, you just don't open it that much.
2: That helps. <laughs> <Did you> say- <laughs>
0: did you see an uptick in in sales and stuff during like COVID lockdown and and stuff? so Mm
2: -hmm. for me, it's hard to say because that like my, my first real season happened during COVID. So I didn't have a prior to compare it to, but I had no trouble moving any of the animals my first season. So um, it was, it was not hard. And then um, my second season, was pretty good at the first half and then it started slowing down a little. It's definitely it definitely seems like things are are, are slower now than they were yeah. for a while. But still, I, I mean still that. still happening. Like still, you know, I still get people sending me messages all the time. It's just not as not as quick.
0: Right. And do you sell in terms of like balls and, and carpets and stuff when yeah. you sell on the show, do you do you find that Like how many ball pythons do you typically sell at a show in a weekend?
2: It varies so much. So, Mm -hmm. so carpets are usually pretty consistent for me. Like I, I, I typically sell a carpet or two a show. Um, and it's, it's really consistent. It's very rare when I have carpets that I don't sell any of them. Um, ball pythons at shows are, it's very hit or miss. And a lot of that has to do with the price points. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if, if I have lower, if you have lower price point stuff, they're going to move quickly. If you have higher price point stuff, they're not going to like, people are going to ooh and ah over them, but they're not going to sell at a show. So, well, if you also
0: have other people yeah. at the table selling similar stuff, you exactly. know, it was really competitive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, so not, and I vend with a group and it's a lot of ball Python breeders in the group. And so, mm. um, you know, and a lot of the shows are like, you know, at the shows there'll be like. 40 ball python breeders and it's like oh yeah it just kind of then it matters like where are you in, like geographically in the you yeah. know the layout, the layout of the show compared to like where people are in their decision making process when they reach you when they reach your <laughs> you know that sort of thing because if you are like reach you close to the entrance then they're not ready to buy yet when they're first walking right. in and then yeah. you know all of that kind of stuff so it's really variable
1: and if you're too far in the back, they've already spent all their money by the time exactly. they get there. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Or if the layout's weird and there's like some weird corner, like people don't even realize you're there. So,
0: yep. yeah. Um, there was a point kind of a where I just I go into shows and seeing how many tables have ball pythons. Stuff, yeah. I was like, why do people even bother vending with right. balls when you have that many other tables? But in talking to some other people that have bread balls, they're like, dude, the market is so on fire for balls. Like, it's mind blowing the amount of people, like how, like we know ball pythons are popular, right? but I don't think people realize how popular they are like at scale. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable.
2: Right. So, you know, I, I have a, like, I have a very large number of ball pythons in my collection. Um, and, Like, you just – there aren't any other species that I would keep in the kind of volume that I can keep with ball pythons Mm -hmm. Um, because, like, you know, I can easily breed 40 clutches of ball pythons and sell them all. But um, if I bred, you know, I'm pairing six carpets this year, and that terrifies me, the idea of them all going and having six clutches of carpet pythons to sell. (laughs) So – yeah, I
1: think I think if you I think that's where places like Morph Market come, into, come yeah. into play, you know, because totally. you get at the shows, you have a select kind of people, you know, if you're totally. willing to ship and get it, get stuff on Morph Market. That's the thing. Carpets are popular nowadays. Yep, at least they're getting there. But that's more of the country as a whole versus just who's in your state. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, because yeah, I had, you know with my clutches or my I've, I've only sold one clutch you know my second clutch I've pretty I have everything still but that first one I mean I didn't even have to post about them being for yeah. sale you know I just kind of messaged people seeing if they wanted them and you know they yeah. I traded and sold some and all that and you know, so once, if you get them out on morph market, I don't think you'll have, Absolutely. you'll have any issues getting, getting rid of some, as long as you're willing to ship. A lot of people don't like shipping. Oh, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't like shipping. I, I try to not ship whenever possible, but yeah, no way around it sometimes.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I'll ship, but I'm really, I'm really specific about, you know, temperatures having to be oh, within yeah. a specific range and, Absolutely. um, I, you know, I'll only ship on Tuesday or Wednesday nights and mm-hmm um i only ship to hubs and that kind of stuff because i don't like them riding around in fedex trucks all day mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i'm kind of starting to lean that way you know with you know work schedules and stuff yeah. sometimes you, know, you have to you know take what you can get but i i try to pick up from a hub whenever whenever possible yeah,
0: yeah. Um, someone was selling a really nice i think it was a caramel tessera corn on morph market a couple months ago and i messaged him about it because the price was really good they're like, oh, we don't ship.
2: So I'm like, what? That's what? that's funny on Morph Market. Like, I just assume that <laughs> if it's on Morph Market, you're shipping.
1: Yeah, that's like, okay. That's odd. You would think if that's just a local thing, you know, they would. Yeah. faith. Well, I guess Facebook is cracking down on all animal sales, really hardcore. So
2: I sell I sell a lot from Instagram. It's yeah, like i just post, and it's not even like a sales post. It's just like uh-huh. you know, I'll take pictures of an animal, and people will. Or, you know, that of a clutch that I took or something and people will shoot me a message. So
0: yeah, that's, and, th- that and surprises it's probably, me. Probably because I'm just not in that that corner of the hobby. Yeah. You know, to where it's like, I don't, I don't see how massive it is. But in talking to people, realizing and not really being able to wrap my head around just how large right. the ball python market and community is. It's just unbelievable.
2: Well, and the kind of money that's moving through it is a whole different thing. Um, Yeah. I mean,
0: how do you, how do you, with that many people in them and breeding them, it's like, how mm -hmm. do you separate yourself and, you know, make yourself stand out if everyone's sort of playing with the same ingredients and doing very similar things? And I just, I don't know how people do it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the big way you do it is by f- you find those niches where there isn't a lot of action and start doing that. It's not by trying to replicate what everyone else is doing. It's figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what's out there. That's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's
0: something else Casey Cannon has said in the past. He's like, man, it's to the point where like ball pythons are almost a separate hobby entirely. And I
2: really sub- don't yep.
0: disagree with that state. Yep. Yeah. yep especially as someone who's not in it and sees all these different yep. things and doesn't have a clue. Like I can see pictures of ball pythons all day long and there's a few morphs that I can pick out, but it's like pastels and like basic stuff. Yeah. But past that, I'm like, that's a really cool looking snake. Couldn't tell you what it is. You know, it looks awesome, but that's it. But you got yeah. guys that are like, yeah, that's, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then it's, they get the five gene stuff like you were talking about. And it's yep. just, it's mind blowing. Right. It's, it's so much bigger, I think than than people who aren't, in, it. in that realize yeah
2: so. well and i think it tends to be very like insular too like a lot of the people who do ball pythons only do ball pythons and it, right. they're not participating in the hobby with a whole bunch of other species yeah. so it does end up being its own little side thing that's just kind of different
1: that's what i like about jeff and kendra you know they they mm-hmm. have like a core group of ball pythons and the ball pythons kind of Kind of feed everything else, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, it, I think that's a really cool thing about. That's them. kind of it's, like, yes. yeah, yeah. It's kind that's of kind very similar to you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, no, it, it, I it, think
2: it, I think of like the ball pythons pay for the fun stuff. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I did with crested.
1: Yeah, I'll oh, say yeah. you're a perfect crestids, example of that too. Funded
0: a lot of the stuff I have now.
1: You produced a lot of crested, man. I didn't you. produce
0: a ton, but I produced a lot. Yeah, and that was another one where it's like they're so they're so easy to breed. There's so many people breed Mm -hmm. it's another one of those things where it's like if you really want to sell stuff consistently you have to really have some nice decent breeders you know going and grabbing like two from Petsmart and saying like oh these are you know i hate the term pet quality and breeder quality right it gets used a lot in crested's drives me crazy even though there is some sort of i really
1: hate that shit i'm not there is
0: some validity to it but it always drove me crazy because at the same time it's like I'm not gonna just go buy two cresteds off Craigslist or something, put them together, and be like, I have these really nice cresteds. Like uh-huh. I would go and make sure I put some money into the adults and try to do pairings that were interesting or you know stuff that was kind of polar opposites color wise, stuff that was very similar or would work well together. And I think in doing that, that helps you sort of stand out a little more because you're producing sort of higher quality stuff. But you'd have so many people breeding them that it's. You know, yeah. there's a handful of like the top players and, and cresteds and stuff that are doing really really nice animals but to be able to i didn't have really an issue selling cresteds when i had them you know they, that wasn't a difficult sell necessarily but you did have to have some some really decent stuff and put effort into to what you were breeding and making sure you were you know quality and quality out kind of thing
1: right yeah i, I feel like that's the thing with like Crested, leopard geckos, and then like ball pythons, you know, it's kind of the same thing with ball pythons is there's such a high demand for those animals mm-hmm. because they're such, you know, easy and good pets, you know, that there's all, there's always people looking for them, you know what I mean? And you just so happen to have the one that catches somebody's eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
2: well, and so that, you know, they the, the, the piece with the ball python thing too is like the money really taints it like a lot of people yeah. get get into it not because yeah. they love the animals but because they see it as like a cash cow yeah. which is there, just absurd because it's just it's just absurd though because like the amount that you spend to feed animals and all of that kind of stuff like it's just not but um but yeah there's just there's there's a lot a whole lot of that with with ball pythons as people just getting into it seeing it as they're like you know their way out of working full time or you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> ha, ha, and... <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah. So there's a lot of it. there's a lot of ball python people, people yeah. who are planning to go full time into ball pythons. I think they
0: see they see like uh, Kabilka right. and stuff. Yeah and sure. Not realizing that he's he's a he's like the exception, not the rule. hmm Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I I feel
1: like if you breed snakes full time, you already had a bunch of money to retire. And I think that's a big decided, part of it, I and you decided yeah, to right. get into breeding snakes full time. Like you, you just retired right. from your job and you set for life, but you. And now you're
2: playing with snakes. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's basically that's my also plan. pretty cool. So yeah, like, no, it's great. No, that's no
2: shade on that.
1: No, absolutely not. That's that's my plan. I got my job that I have mm-hmm. now. Well, not I had a different position, but for the same company, like when I was 21, you know, I've got to put in mm-hmm. 28, I've got to put in 28 years so I can retire before I'm 50. So yes. if I do that, I can retire like 49 and then breed snakes for the rest of my life. And that, and that would be plan. great. That would be ideal. But granted, I don't plan. know if I'll be able to afford life just off one pension, but you know, yeah, I can, I can dream and I can hope that that is you know? what will happen. So, I yeah. really think a lot of the people that
0: do it as a full-time job a big part of their ability to do that was fiscal responsibility and being yeah. smart with their, yeah. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. it wasn't like they just started right. pairing animals and all of a sudden it all came into place. Like, I feel like those people were, were
1: extremely smart with their finances before they started. Yeah, no, right. you didn't make right. your living off breeding snakes. You made your living and then decided to breed snakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Or they it, just transitioned. Right. You
0: know, they got to a point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I sent a video in the group chat earlier. I, I watched Dave Ramsey stuff on occasion um, and there was someone within the last couple months that, that called into his, his show and said, um, you know, I, I want to quit my job and I want to breed snakes. He didn't say what species I was, I'm assuming it's balls, but he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, they had like 70 grand in the, in savings, seven, 70 grand, 70 grand in savings. And he's like, I don't know if I should do it or not. And he's like, you know, it's getting to the point where it's like, it's making really good money and we're staying really busy with it. And I was like, see, that's, that's perfect because you're, you know, you set yourself up for that and you got to the point where you could mm-hmm. do that. Exactly. And it was, I just thought it was funny. Cause he's, he calls in and he's like, you know, I have this side hustle and it's doing really well. And Dave was like, what's the side hustle? And he's like, well, this is gonna, it's gonna make you laugh. It's gonna sound a little weird. He's like, but I breed exotic snakes. They <laughs> was like oh, okay how much money do you have saved up 70 grand i want to i want to be able to to quit and do it full-time when i have 100 grand saved up and they were like why they're like dude you're already you're already set just go for it yeah you know so i just it just cracks me up you know mm-hmm. money there is money to be made and it can be there, a full-time thing but it's it just can. people have you, to realize the you have to have a next time day time and okay. like it's
3: it's just so, not as simple as I it, think it
0: is.
2: It, the t- so time in terms of the amount of time you put into caring for your animals, but also time in, in terms of how long it takes for animals to grow up and you know, yeah, to yeah. make a baby and then make babies from that baby. And you know, generations yeah, yeah. take a long time to process through.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, um,
2: yeah. You know, it's funny, you were talking about um, ball pythons and how you know it, it gets kind of hard to wrap your brain around all the different morphs and stuff sometimes it was when you started talking about crested's i feel the same way with crested's like mm-hmm. for me it's really hard to wrap my head around all the different crested traits and um they don't make a lot of sense to me because i'm used to coming from it from this purely like genetic ball python world yeah
1: yeah and so, that's but that's yeah. it's it's more understandable with cresties because like nine is i don't know about as many not, i don't know options. about yes. nine yeah you're not dealing as many options but the thing that's weird about cresties is almost all the quote-unquote morphs are polygenic right you know what i mean like you right. have very few that are you know recessive or incomplete dominant like it's, right. they're usually all polygenic traits so that that's where it got me more confused
2: you know yeah right well because uh, then yeah. then you it's more of like a rolling the dice for what are you going to get.
1: Right, right, exactly. Yeah,
2: I don't know. In my
0: experience, I didn't. I you don't, don't feel like that. I don't think that that's really the case. I think okay. because you're only getting two eggs at a time, you're not seeing the same like statistics, uh, like percentages of animals. Like uh, if you had all those eggs in a year, yeah, and you saw cool all way. those hatch at the same time, you'd be able to see, you know, you'd be able to pick out some animals that are you know a quarter of of. What you hatched have, right. you know, okay. said trait. I think it's just because like people thought that because they were only getting two eggs at a time, they're only seeing two babies at a time. But I noticed over, I mean, like the dalmatian stuff. That's that's incomplete Dominic. You're going to get that regardless.
1: Okay, oh, dalmatian is incomplete. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know. That. So was I full of shit when I said most of them were polygenic? I, mean, I, not I thought I heard. I thought I heard that now, somewhere. That's, I that's, could be completely wrong. I don't.
3: That's I,
0: something a lot of people. Say, but it seems to me, and what I've heard and read, like the more time goes on, the more people are starting to realize that it's not necessarily as random as they think it is. Right. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, I and I, I mean, if you definitely breed like reds to reds, like you get red babies, like there's right. definitely yeah. some inheritance. It's just like I said, because you're not seeing the whole clutch. Like instead of like corns, where right. you know you have heads, you're like, okay, I can expect this, this, and this because I know the genes of these parents. Right. With cresteds. You're gonna hit something eventually. It's just it may not be that first clutch, that second clutch, that third clutch. Um, and like even with Amazon tribos, that's another one that I think you know people talk about polygenetics and stuff like that. It's like I don't know if that they're that it's as random maybe as we think it is. But I've never read Amazon, so I couldn't say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The mysteries. That's yep.
2: true. Well, that's what draws us back, right? Is all the all the mysteries. Yep,
0: Cresties were fun. I do, uh, I do miss them occasionally. Not often.
2: Do you have? You no. don't have any of them anymore?
0: No, no. I, I get it. Got to the point where I had so many that it was eating up so much time in my week that yeah. I was like, I, I need I to, just, I just need to focus on snakes because those are so much less, less work.
1: I remember mm-hmm. I was in, I was in your ear about it. You were talking about yeah. it. And I was like, dude, just do it. Get rid of all the cresties. Stop messing with it. Just getting snakes. Do it. Do it. <laughs> finally did it. And I was like, there he is. That's
2: You're like a little just, devil on his shoulder. No, it was, I mean, it was a good learning experience. Oh yeah. yeah um, sure. I yeah. think it's
0: for people that want to get into other stuff and want to sort of pursue it as like a business or side hustle kind of thing. I think it's really smart to, to have a species like that, you know, that produces regularly. That's pretty easy to, to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big part is obviously liking that species you know if you're breeding a species you can't stand and you got a ton of them it's a real pain in the ass and it's really not that enjoyable absolutely uh, sure. but it it was it helped a lot it helped you know it was it was what i cut my teeth on as far as like palmetto coast stuff and like shipping and and selling and marketing and stuff like that you know, mm-hmm. it was a, a big part of of being able to do what i do now and and the learning curve and i, I fully think that if people want to get into the higher end stuff and want to support other projects, you know, the best way is to start out with stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. If you're trying to avoid using personal money, you know, the money that you, your full-time job yeah. offers. So.
2: Yeah, no, totally. Nope. Should I get some
0: African softwares?
1: No.
2: Some what? I didn't some hear. ASFs. Oh, um, yes. They're wonderful. I like them so. uh, ah, did I freeze? No, nope. Oh, okay, it's frozen Pretty on good. my end. Um, yeah. So I I love them. They're so much better than mice. I breed my. Everyone too, keeps like...
0: telling me how satanic they are.
2: I mean, yes. Like, don't stick your hands near them. But um, but they <laughs> <laughs> their bites are awful. They uh, you don't necessarily see them coming, and they chomp into you deep.
1: I have um, I have a weird paranoia when it comes to rodents. I'll take a snake bite teeth, man. I'll take a snake bite any day over like getting stabbed with a butter knife, hamster man. bite or something, man. I I hate I hate hamsters Uh-oh. and rodents and all that. Oh, what happened. Corey dropped out.
0: Oh she'll be right back, I'm sure. I don't know. We were talking about it with Casey this morning in the in the group chat and he was like, You need you should do ASFs. You know, they're such better mothers than mice are. They're so much easier to deal with than mice are. And, and if sometimes you have mice that are I, shitty moms, then if you put the pinkies in with the AFS, yeah. they'll take care of it.
1: I've also heard, you know, African softwares, they're a lot of picky eaters will go for an African softwares over a mouse, like for some reason.
0: I've heard that with like carpets
1: getting stuck on those. Yeah. Yeah. Relatives. And I've heard that. I've heard it with ball pythons. A lot of people, yeah. they won't eat regular rodents, but you give them an the African softwares then they'll, they'll chomp at it, but.
0: I don't think that's sort of like the the mouser carpet python sort of thing. I don't think that's as big of a yeah of an issue as people make it out to be. But I know people. There's some people that are just they, they're because they had a snake that was such a pain in the ass with that kind of stuff that right. they're, they're hesitant to feed anything other than than mice or regular rats. But I don't know. I don't. I I think if you have something that's already feeding on other stuff, be it mice or frog legs or whatever, they're probably open to to other stuff too. And you're not going to have to worry about them getting hooked on it. It's not meth.
1: I would, my, my thing with African software is I think if we were to get into those, I think we should wait till our mouse colony is a little bit more productive when we got, you know, get a little bit better with those and then maybe move into something like African software. But, Mm-hmm. You messaging Corey?
0: Her computer crashed. So oh. she will be back momentarily. Okay. I thought maybe if, because we don't have access to those here. No, I don't know where to get them. So maybe we have to steal some from Casey because he just yeah. got some recently. We'll have to get some from him.
2: Hey, y'all. Sorry about that. You're
0: good. That's all right.
2: Uh, all right. So much for that trusty apple. Ha ha. Oh.
0: Yeah, we were saying like Casey Cannon this morning was telling us we should get some AFFs.
2: Um, yeah, they're pretty great. Um, they breed like crazy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like crazy. And they don't, I mean, and they don't get too big to feed um, to, you know, a typical, like you could feed an adult. Like I could feed an adult that's retired to a ball python, to a carpet python. Like you don't end up with a problem i think you and i were talking about justin when i did my five questions thing Mm -hmm. of you know having all these big retired animals that just feel like you're wasting so yeah yeah, they're they're pretty great but they're assholes how how big are
0: the pinkies like they're for like they're just
2: they're just a bit bigger than mice pinkies and so that's why i still do mice Mm -hmm. um but they're and they grow a lot faster than mice pinkies. So um, your window of opportunity, if, if you need something that's really tiny is really small with them.
1: Hmm. I feel I like they'd be a good option to kind of have on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, Casey like was saying we should, thing. we should get some, he just got some himself. So I don't, we don't have anyone down here that I'm aware of that has some that we can get a hold of like a small starter group or something, but
2: yeah, I wouldn't mind
0: having, you know, a, a, tub or two of them just to to do but
2: they're they're great they're so so prolific
1: i'd rather get quail before we go in the african softwares yeah i would I, I, i i'm a big proponent of um trying to you know as long as they're quality quality birds you know i feel like you know getting getting quail would be a be a good one but
2: i thought about trying to start breeding button quail um yeah
1: we've talked but about it's
2: so, it's it's so much work oh really well i mean just because you've got to do like the, you know you've as opposed to uh rodents that just pop out babies for you you know you've got to incubate the eggs and
1: oh yeah that's no, that the big yeah. thing they gotta sit there and get turned like weird exactly, right?
2: exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um but they'll you know steadily produce eggs for you so
1: yeah. yeah i've heard they're not too hard to actually breed and all that they can just be
2: you know yeah kind
1: of a pain for me it's just more so like the having a variety you know what i mean because mm-hmm. african software is still a rodent. you know what i mean although right. I, know, I know i know african is like i've heard a lot of people like you know a, a snake won't eat mice or rats but you offered an african software and that kind of you know kicks it for whatever reason you know yeah but you know if you have something that eats mice you know i would rather go for the variety versus you know another sure. i also also see the purpose of having african software you know because i've heard a lot of really good things about them um you know especially in the ball python world that was a big thing Whenever I was in the ball pythons, it was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, if your ball python doesn't need, give it an African software, take it right away, you know? And so it's it's
2: know. so funny for me the the hierarchy for my ball pythons, like mice are still at the top of it. Like oh, yeah. they like the ASFs better than rats, but um, they love their, if they're a holdout, it's usually mice, not ASFs mm-hmm. for me. Gotcha. What are your Which ratios
0: with your ASF groups?
2: I do, uh, one, um if i had bigger cages i'd think about doing 1.4 because the pro i mean you know obviously the problem with them since they've got stable colonies um is if you lose a female or two you have to decide okay well it's time to just feed this colony off so i can get you know another group of three girls going or do i have a lower producing colony for a while yeah Um, casey
0: mentioned that you know you can't really add to a group
2: yeah so they, don't, they don't get territorial
1: it. and stuff and yeah, yeah they're they they're really protective
0: yeah but he also Although said they yeah. don't have the issues of of cannibalism and stuff like that at know, all I, much better about actually yeah. liking their babies
2: <laughs> they they're they are such good moms um and they all take turns like feeding the babies and they're just they're wonderful Mm -hmm. Um, They don't even, I think they don't even need to have given birth recently to be able to feed, like they'll just like spontaneously start lactating again. They're just like, they're Mm -hmm. ridiculous.
1: So you mean um, mean like a different mom will take care of the other, oh wow.
2: Yeah. They'll take turns like feeding all like the giant pile of babies. Cause like the whole thing with them being multi mammoths is they just, they have a huge number of nipples. And so like Mm -hmm. they, the, the baby piles that one mom can feed is just enormous.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. Really, really they're cool. just
2: they're so different.
1: It's one big happy family.
2: It is. Casey <laughs> it mentioned is.
0: something about some sort of strain of herpes.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, that wasn't so, Casey. That was um uh TJ. Telling oh, him. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said his had a weird strain of herpes.
2: Yeah, so mine have that too. And so basically after they get to be about eight or nine months old, they'll start like getting these like Ulcer things, yeah. You said they look like
0: like pimples, like they kind of yeah, like almost
2: like similar to pimples. Um, and and they'll pop and they'll just start growing them all over their body. And so, um, usually for me, um, my colonies like they turn on, they start pumping out babies, and they'll go for like eight months, and then all of a sudden they'll just switch off and stop producing babies. And so that's you when they will go and I start thing. over. Yeah. yeah and so usually and usually around the time they stop off is when i'll start seeing the ulcers pop up and okay. so then it's like okay Ooh. you guys are gone and they don't pop up in my other like i don't see them in the rats i don't see them in the mice. Yeah. it's only the asf
0: you mm. said it was like species specific yeah or I, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, i never heard anything it did, like that it didn't spread
2: yeah
1: have is you it, so have you fed one of these uh, like laden, these herpes laden you know average yeah. offers like with herpes no problem
2: yes yeah no problems I mean, at least that I know of, if I, yeah,
0: there's still,
1: nice.
2: there's still, they're <laughs> still food <laughs>
1: for
0: sure. I is don't it have getting, any, getting the babies from mom. Is that, is that a struggle?
3: So
2: it, I, I just have to make sure I am not like, I'll move mom away from the babies. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to be picking up babies anywhere near mom's mouth. Yeah. Um, uh, I just I have to be extra cautious around the adults because they'll turn on you and bite you real quick, and yeah, they I don't, go, and they go deep when they bite.
1: I don't remember who I may, it may have been JT again, but he said they were, or no, no, it wasn't JT. Somebody said they were horrendous in our group chat. Oh, they said that was they were Elijah. the, yeah, they said they were the only ones that literally would turn around and come at you just, yeah. just <laughs> to bite you, you know, yeah, I mean? for sure. Yeah, talking,
0: it's Elijah who's he's a he's interning at, at RPI right now. At he AMASA, hates rodents. So he's man. like you are horrible because he's you know when you start out an internship there you're you're pretty much you're oh, on you're a rat rodent,
3: boy
2: rodent yeah theory. yeah yeah
0: and he's like yeah, yeah
2: they're they're that's the that's definitely the downside to them. They're and then JTs they're over here, gorgeous. like they're the
1: sweetest
0: word yeah, inside. JT's posted videos or maybe it's Mindy's wife, but they're like petting them and like sticking a wow. hand in a whole group and just loving on them.
2: I've heard stories of certain lines that are a lot um
1: Yeah, and that, more docile, and
2: that's, but I don't have them.
1: That's what he said. It was like line specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just all of them. It was the yeah. line specific animals that were. And really I have
2: like, had, I've had no luck breeding it out because it's just, they're all awful. So.
0: The evil is inherited. That's it is. I yeah. mean, are, overall though, are they worth it? Like if they you were, are if someone said you can only do ASF it. or you can only do mice. Just...
2: I'm think I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the idea of moving to only doing ESFs and dropping mice all together because they're just so much more productive for the space. Um, My
1: my only thing with that would be like the fact that pinkies are that little bit smaller, you know, working with, working with ball pythons and stuff that wouldn't be an issue right? like me and Justin, you know, when these little tiny, corn snakes and rats yep. they need like a day-old pinky that oh i mean hog
2: noses are hog noses too yeah and exactly. so like i usually feed frozen and it's not a big deal to just you know buy some you know packs of frozen pinks yeah, but absolutely. then you've got that one that's a hard feeder and you want to try alive, and you know so all of that that's why i haven't gotten out of it yet
1: well, yeah i understand yeah for sure Might
2: have to-
0: yep i'd i'd like to try at least one group
1: yeah, we yeah. should we should get a group and try it out, see how it goes. See if we can get Casey to give us some. Yeah. He might have to produce some first, but no. Nope. <laughs> Casey, give us your adults. All of them, they're ours. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I don't I've never I've never fed them to anything. So, no, I've, you know, I've
1: never had a
0: completely yeah. uninformed on them for the most part. So. and no
1: but also there's not any like at least off the top of my head, I don't know of any like mass breeders of rodents that sell african softwares like frozen
2: no i I
1: haven't really seen it now that i'm thinking about it i I rarely see them for sale as frozen
2: yeah i Mm. I, and when you do they're really expensive
1: yeah yeah they are
0: now aside Mm. from the sort of the age and the the herpes thing Mm -hmm. do you keep track of when you like when new groups are put together when it's time to rotate them out
2: no i'll just when i when i start to notice that they're not making babies i'll put a sticker on their bin and i'll give it like three weeks and if i still don't see any babies then they're then they're gone gotcha so that's what into i usually
1: freezer with you
2: into a snake's belly yes yeah so, yep. i don't
0: know i try to keep track of the mice like i have my little memo app that i use wow. like my left rack and my right rack and i try to keep track of when i put groups together so that way they're not breeding for like a year yeah, I do want to kind of retire them and get a new new group in there to keep production up, but I'm. If really I was bad. more
2: organized, I'd do that, but I'm not. <laughs>
0: just like I just put you know one point three and then the date that I put them in there. Yeah, and then we can go back in a couple months, and be like, okay, it's time for these guys to go in with a new group. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Smith Farms.
2: Smith, Smith Farms. Farms. So, so good
1: maybe- the locals can't resist. That's right. <laughs>
0: We feed the homeless.
1: Yeah. Well, we he was, are. He
0: was happy. He was a happy snake.
1: Oh, yeah. He was fat, yeah. fat
2: and happy. He
0: was like, You earned it, buddy. You worked for it. You earned it. You managed to, to fend off like 10 mice at once.
2: <laughs> Seriously. That's a precarious position to be in. Yeah.
1: I can't believe they didn't gang up on his ass. It's and like prison. That. Yeah. <laughs> prison rules.
0: Well, um, if yep. people on that note, <laughs> for anyone who wants to follow what you are doing, uh, where can they do so?
2: Yeah. So Corey Martin Reptiles on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok whenever I remember that I have a TikTok.
1: Bing bong. Yeah. <laughs> That's K-O-R-I. That's right. K-O-R-I. Um, yeah.
2: So yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, Corey. Thanks I really, so much I, I, for having I really, me. I really enjoyed this episode. There's a lot of a lot of good conversation, very, that's very so smooth. Fun. And it went by really quick.
2: Really fast. We
1: were at the hour and a half mark before I knew it. And I was like, oh geez.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, I
1: know. It was a pleasure having you on. We'll have to have you on a, on again in the future.
2: It'll be a blast. Or
0: condros. Yeah,
2: but we didn't even talk condros much. I know. Damn it. It's
1: the way it's it, the way it should be. <laughs> those, those chondros in the shadows
0: once again it's just an excuse to have another episode yeah there you go there you there go it
1: is. this right.
0: was episode 152 which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com and steve SnakeTuary. please follow both facebook instagram uh both have tiktoks as well i believe um the i don't TikTok- know that Jen has posted on the TikTok in a while though.
1: TikTok's weird anyway. It's a little weird.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little little I bizarre. I don't like it. China's just using it to spy on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we're all so valuable to them. They want to see what our dog <laughs> is doing on yeah, any given day. For sure. <laughs> yes. You no. Know? Yeah. So no.
3: all righty. Thank everyone, y'all.
1: Thank for you. Listening.
0: Snakes and Stogies number one ten is happening Monday night. Once again, I have no idea what we're going to talk about or who Phil has lined up. And if you're going to be at the Atlanta Show Me Snake Show, we will be there.
1: Hit us up if you'll be around. We yeah, can hang out. Go get some chilies.
0: Yes! <laughs>